we're back again. Uh, fucking again. And again and again and again. Another another week. Uh, another one. Another okay. week of bullshit. And another one. The stocks are down. Everyone knows <laughs> it. It's uh, the bills are down. The bills are down. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll we'll get into that for sure. McGregor's down. McGregor's down. Everyone's <laughs> Everyone's down, down baby. <laughs> so everyone should know what week it is now. <laughs> yeah. It is the hell week. Oh, uh, I wasn't going to say it, but you week. said it. That's What's going horrible. on, lads? Uh, shit. Yeah, same shit, different day. Uh, I'm not drunk yet, so bummer. Yeah, I waited for an hour to get a slice of pizza right before I came here. Well, how From where? Pizza? Uh, acne. And then, uh, oh, shit talking to acne. When they finally brought it back, or when they finally brought me the slice, uh, they said sorry, and so they gave me two. Oh, nice. And That's not so bad. Yeah. I had about three shots of whiskey, uh, two beers, up. and my tab was eight bucks, so I can't really complain too oh, much. Oh, solid shout out to Acme. I was all right with that. That's but, good. Um, yeah, man. Man. It's a shit week, huh? Yeah, it seems so. It seems so. It seems so. I haven't had that bad of a week, to be honest with you. My, my weeks are spent just normal fine. Yeah. Still have a cute dog. And, and a fiance, you know, he'll not, get ugly soon. Deal, I'm sure. Hey, get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> with age, you know, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, my age is going up, but whatever. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do for now? I could still drink a couple beers and be fine. I think you'll be all right. <clears throat> Anyways, this week we have a special guest. We've been trying for a minute to get this. Yeah, person we've been trying for a long time. Wait, so it was before COVID hit. We were supposed to have him on. And then you after... You just said COVID really weird. You called it COVID. COVID? Did I really? I'm just pointing it out. I mean, we can continue. No, no. What you're doing is you're trying to make up for all the times that you misspell <laughs> shit. And you, 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 you don't talk right, and now you're trying to get back at me. It's okay. It's okay. I understand that. Listen. Anyways, so it was after COVID hit, uh, and we didn't have him on. And then in between, we did, what, two episodes between the last shutdown and then the, the second shutdown. And we tried to have him on again, and Colton was sick or something like that. And uh, I anyways, COVID. yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, sure by now you've gotten COVID and gotten over it and not known it. Am I right though? I, I'm 110 percent sure. That's hey, as long happened. as you don't get tested, you never know. You you'll had never it. know. Yeah, that's it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't know if you don't get tested, and then you never got. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anyways, so uh, yeah. Anyways, we finally got him in the uh, studio. Uh, if anyone's ever heard of the Rochester grindcore band Psyopus, we have guitar player and mastermind Chris Arp in the studio, everybody. Hey. Hello, Christopher. How are you? I'm awesome. How can are I you not doing? call you Christopher? I'm sorry. You can't, I love Christopher. Okay. That's yeah. how I, um, it's very formal. That's how I always uh, uh, introduce myself as a server at Aladdin's. Uh, hi, <laughs> oh! I like that. Yeah, my name is Christopher. I'll be your server yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what, which it's Aladdin? a very waiter for, waiter for, waiter name. <laughs> it's it's it. a waiter, waiter for way to say your name. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Aladdin's, it, isn't that the one out on, uh, like on the lake there? It, in Sean Place along the canal yeah. is where it is. That's okay. the one, yeah. Cool. Did, did I see you there before? Um, I think you just told me that the, the last time I saw you, I think it was a year ago to the day, like two days ago. Yeah, because I saw you at that show at Comedy at the Carlson. That's when we decided to actually to, to do, do this. this. It's wow. been a year. It's been wow. a year because yeah, Kobe Bryant died. Because that Kobe day. Bryant died that day, yeah. and oh, it was like shit. yesterday, the day before that was his. Yeah, so it's like almost a year. So you day. needed like a year to mourn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah. just into, hey, rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, right. but yeah, I, I remember that being like a big thing that day. On the you know we were trying to watch the. Show what? Uh, what show was that? It was I was there because Thomas Slummer was playing, and you were there because your friend's band was playing, right? Yeah, it was like uh, one of those like um, American. Jen, Jen put it together like a big. Jen like, Seaver did, did uh, the whole American thing, right? villain, like a big Rochester. What the fuck was like it called? Micro fest. It was the, the American villain. Yeah, uh, you know whatever fest. <laughs> was it the one that reps? 
We never. No, no you, guys, oh. you guys didn't play that. Oh well, this was after. Yeah, this was an anthology. It was at the Carlson. And yeah, mm. I didn't even know that place existed. That's it's a cool place. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's a solid spot. It's, bi- it's bigger than yeah. I expected. Sure. But yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, it was right before COVID hit, and then yeah, because um, I remember I was only allowed a certain amount of time to be there because my my, well, my old lady is very COVID. Uh, Sensitive? Conscious, yeah, sensitive, yeah, and she was like, <laughs> yeah. I think we're all kind of sensitive to COVID, technically. Yeah. But. Well, it, but this is before it was big, it was before she got shut down. It's real big, dude. Yeah. Like, I was I was into him before they blew up, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew about COVID before, yeah. fucking, uh, before they got yeah. big, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, back when it was like, you know, still in Japan, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. liked their yeah. first album, ba- back when, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it, before they like sold out in the US, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone started having it, they started out on the west coast, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway. Anyways, uh, Chris, yeah. so let's talk, my man. I've known you for a fairly long time. Probably your... like the early 2000s, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 2003 through 5, About, 2002 or some shit. Yeah. Right when Psyopus started, probably. Yeah, well, I remember because I met your stepbrother, Kevin Carson. Shout out, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, and he, I, he showed me your guys' website. I was like, yeah, he's in this band called Psyopus. And it was um, first album, Our Puzzling Encounters, right? Uh, ideas of reference. I just and sorry. We, we had like a. I fucking wrote that film. down too. Ideas of reference was the first <laughs> album, and I remember on the website there was like these hands coming out, and they had to sure. like scroll over the fingers to see like pics or m- music yeah. or whatever the fuck. Wow, and shit I, about that shit. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I remember this shit like it was yesterday, and I was like, oh man, this is like really cool. Like your brothers in an actual band. I was, I was young and sure, fucking sure, thing, whatever. Right. Uh, I didn't know what you guys fucking sounded like, you know? I was like, I thought Poison the Well was like the hardest band that ever existed. Still are. <laughs> still are. They still are the standard in the industry. Still are, yeah. Uh, that, some of that earlier shit was fucking great, though. Yeah, dude, fucking... Uh, uh, the Distance Face, The Hearts Grow Fonder. Yep. Right? The yeah. Opposite of December on that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great yeah. fucking... Yeah. I was a big uh, Tear from the Red. Tear from the Red was great, yeah. Great record. Bob and then Slug. I think I shut off after that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I got into the you come Tropic before route. you. You come before you is a great record. I, I thought so too. But I mean, like, I that was, was in like high school. Big, I guess they're. I was in middle big, school when that shit came record. out. Actually. Yeah, they're bigger of records because like that's kind of where they like transformed. True. Yeah, a the, little the, bit. Tropic like Rock was great the, though. The, that was like their comeback. Tour. That was like their comeback album. Like, yeah, but I don't think ish. it went that far. I mean, it was. I mean, kind of like I would say, maybe not critically, but like kind of like on the fan base, like low key, a lot of people dug it. You know what's funny is, uh, uh, you, you know, Paul Sarconi, and he of always course. he always talks about uh, how everyone jumped on the Poison the Well bandwagon. He's like, fucking uh, montage musical, two thousand fucking seven. I was at a Poison the Well show, and no one was there. <laughs> no, I, I, he was, well, he, was later on. He in there. always talks about it. No one was there, yeah. and like everyone's like, they're the best band in the world. And he's like, right. well, why don't you at their fucking show? Yeah, that is kind of. Well, I mean, it, it, it's Paul. I mean, he like he. It's usually he, how it works. Yeah, he, Paul was everywhere. Well, Paul was the no, one. Paul went, the, Paul went to the wrong venue. The band. <laughs> <was> <laughs> yeah. but Paul was Paul was the guy that was the fan before they blew up. You yeah. know, he didn't even go to the show. So he didn't know that they weren't really even playing. It was just he was just drinking the beers. They were in the background noise. He just got a flyer in Queens. (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you I was there. He's got a demo. So, uh, how long did Cyopus last? Uh, Let's see here. Um, I think two thousand two. Greg and I started getting together. Like I had been trying to like get the band started before that, but I think. You know, modern enough, Greg, as far as like people who are on the first album, Greg, 
and I started in 2002, so we can say that that's the the official starting point. And then he was the original drummer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, let's see here. I think you know, not including um, like reunion shows and stuff. 2010, shortly okay. after. It's a good run. Yeah, especially for like a grind band. We did for real. between <laughs> no joke, man. Like between that and remember, I was like playing guitar for Hank Williams the Third too. Mm-hmm. I did over a thousand shows between 2003 and 2010. Jesus Holy fuck! And I put out three full length albums. Yep. which required you know you were working two two and a half months yep. of studio time plus tons of rehearsal. Like when we were preparing for our puzzling encounters, considered. This is no hyperbole. It was very, very common for like John and I to be up there from twelve to fourteen hours a day. Yeah, Chris, I when I mean I, I'm jumping all around my notes, but I, it's coming up, so I'm going to say it. But when you were doing our par, our, our puzzling encounters, ARP pars, ARP puzzling ARP encounters, puzzling <laughs> encounters, uh, it was, and I'm I know I'm going to butcher the name. Imogenous puzzle, Imogens, Imogens puzzle. See, I always fucking said it right then. I I, I really looked I'm at the it. asshole can't pronounce things. Well, no, no I actually, no, I actually oh, heard yeah. how you pronounced it, and someone paid me five bucks to say that's the right way. I should have fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you might not have known this, and, and maybe I'll get Kevin in trouble, but it before the album came out, he showed me and Corey this eight bit file. Okay. Of how you were gonna play it, and it's su- like, but you had mapped it all out. Mm. Note by fucking note, note mm. by note. It was all note by note, and I was like, "So I, I like I had heard it, but I was like, this is fucking wild that someone would take this much time to do this shit." Yeah, I, I, what made you even want to do that? Just to have it in your mind before uh, you did it? I was bipolar, and it just fucking, that's just how it happened. That was it. <laughs> yeah, you just. I'd fucking, I mean, like, we really could go off the fucking, the rabbit hole of why that has everything to do with it, but yeah, probably. That's fair, I mean, whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, let's see here, what are we, what type of question are we answering here? Well, say say that one more time again so I can, like. Okay, so I I guess, instead of, instead of you sitting in your room, writing a song constantly to yourself, which I'm sure you did, it was played out on a platform of, like, like, you had done it online already. Oh, okay, so. As far as like one, one methodology I try to be um, mindful of is, is approaching songs in as many different ways as possible. Yeah. That particular song was not written on Guitar Pro. Okay. Um, But there's, what I would often do is as the song is being um, constructed, not with every song, but enough where, you know, it's more often than not, at some point I would transcribe it onto Guitar Pro because then... I could listen to it over and over again, not while I'm playing. Yeah, and if and I'm, just listen to it instead of playing. So I can it think about it while I'm not listening to it. And like, there's like, you know, you're gonna write a song differently if everyone in the room makes up the music on the spot. You're gonna make up music different if everyone in the room brings material together, or if one person brings material and everyone else works on it. You're gonna. Um, write something different. If you write everything at home, then you bring it and give people room to do shit. You're going to mm-hmm. write everything different, et cetera, fill in the blank, right? So I, I would try to facil- facilitate as many options as I possibly could to develop the songs, you know? And, and the, the, you know, it's not a like a mystery. Like a lot of fucking shit's going on in those songs mm-hmm. yeah, beyond yeah. people's tastes at times. For you know? sure, really, yeah. Like that was kind of part of the mission statement. It was just over the fucking top, right? That was a big deal when it came out for a lot of people, I think. Uh, Unbeknownst to you if you knew it or not, but yeah, like anyone that I hung out with was just like, 
uh, mostly we were drunk. Listen to this fucking song, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that song, that song, oddly enough, um, that song I started writing while I was doing a month in uh, Lions. Wait, what is Lions? Is in uh, is that in Wayne County? Out by Geneva. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I w- I did yeah. like a month in Lions County Jail, and um, it was right when. Like I had always played guitar, um, you know, I was I was very passionate about it, and I was fortunate enough where like something was something was going mm-hmm. enough with me where I'm like, yeah, man, keep fucking going, right? Um, but like at some point shortly before I did that like month, I um I had gotten like. I decided to get really serious about it. Like, I bought my first metronome. I'd been, I'd been playing probably for like 10, 15 years. So, how old were you when you like were like, I need to fucking take this shit? Well, or did you, you just I decided? Ch- yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I always took it like super seriously. Super serious, like, sure, yeah. Because of like a number of psychological reasons, you know, some healthy, some not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I think I started playing guitar probably when I was, it was like 91. And then this this era we're speaking about was probably like 2001. Okay. So I started by, I had like a, for the first time I had like a, a, a good paying job. I was working like in a residential home and, um, and I, and I worked overnights and they would, they preferred that I play guitar all night because they knew I wasn't sleeping, you oh, know? Yeah, okay. and, and like, and they would let me come in or I'd come in hours early so I could get all my work done. And then I just would have the entire night. And it was great because like, I'd be like, I'm going to work on alternate picking for a half hour and then it's time to check the beds and then I'm going to work on legato technique. Then it's time to check the beds, you know? But anyway, so at that point I bought my first metronome. I started buying like all the instructional VHS tapes, you know, to date me right here or date the moment, right? Like, (laughs) um, you know, John Petrucci's uh, rock discipline is probably pound for pound the best, um, uh, educational facility. But like, you know, I, um, but I, you know, again, I was just, blindly um convinced that i needed to do it so there and and getting back to the bipolar thing you know it it enabled me to have the fuel to constantly obsess about it yeah and and then there is a certain part of uh, um uh of the, the manic side of being bipolar where you will get so excited about your ideas, kind of like when you play a mediocre riff when you're stoned, but you think it's really great. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, so yeah. like your mind right? explodes, <laughs> right? So like at the same time, you kind of have this like more or less like charge of of will, right? And it was enough to perpetuate this grandiose idea of what I was doing, yeah. you know, like which was which was great. It, it it enabled me to have the confidence that I think I could actually accomplish something. For you know, sure. Because, you know, like, there's plenty of people that, you know, are just like, dude, you know, you're not going to do anything yeah. with music. Just give the fuck up, you know? Wait, so, well, like, like, you think people would say that to you? Or are you just saying that in general, well, people that... Well, people did, you know, growing up. I mean, my, my father um, didn't... <laughs> my father didn't get the point that this is what I wanted to do until, like, 2006 2007 like our puzzling encounters already came out we're in like all the fucking guitar mags we you know yep. we got like nine out of ten in alt press like yep. we're doing really it was Jeez. like when we were peeking out right shit, yeah. and my my father was like still like bringing me like at job applications for yeah. fucking factories <laughs> give up shit. the dream chris but, you know, and not for nothing just, just to see you know just to like demonstrate how detached from reality he was like I am not a factory person. Like, yeah. you know, not dissonant, but, you know, different types, you know, different strokes, different folks. I need to, like, interact with people. I am so, I'm like an A-type a personality. I am not a gear in the fucking machine mm-hmm. you know, at all. 
But, you know, my, my, my father is my father, you know, bless his soul or whatever the fuck that means. But, uh, so, uh, um, love it. Yeah. We were talking about this. Uh, I think we were talking about putting the song. Oh yeah. So I was in jail and I like, oh yeah. So I was like really, really dedicated. And then I don't remember what, oh, I had, um, I had gotten a like, horrible car accident at the end of 2000. I remember this. Yeah. And it, and like I was in a coma for a few well, days. I the story. Jesus. Right. And, and, uh, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, and I had been sober for like three and a half years prior to this. I was sober when the accident happened. An 80 year old woman, woman ran a red light, hit my car. I went off the side of the road, head on into a tree and wasn't wearing my safety belt, flew through my windshield or, and, and you know, Good looked, God. looked really ugly for a minute. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, there's a story like they didn't, they couldn't clean all the blood off of me. And there's like this big blind, like bald spot with like long hair and blood all over. And I guess I don't remember this at all because my memory was shot for like a month. But we went to my when my mom brought me home from the hospital. We're walking through Walmart and like people are coming up to me like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" <laughs> like, like, it, like I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the resources to look up to find some pictures of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. after we're done with this I mean, thing, we, we you have to afterwards. check out these. Yeah, yeah. I look like a shit show. That's man. wild. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, I on New Year's Eve. Um, so I just started leaving my house like the Christmas Eve, I think was the first time I like, I left my house after the accident. Yeah. And, um, my first neurologist appointment was January 4th. So New Year's Eve. So I, I hadn't talked to anyone to, to know what to expect from this new, I had frontal lobe damage and the night of New Year's Eve, I drank way too much and I literally tried to kill one of my friends. And yeah. like, uh, and I, I mean, like literally, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, fortunately, you know, that didn't happen. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> yeah. I, be, I beat the rap. I, I beat think, the rap. I think, I, I think that goes unsaid. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have been back in well, Lyons County. No, he had it coming. He had it coming. What I know, how many more albums you could have written? <laughs> I know, right? Like, so yeah, I dedicated all that energy to. Oh, no, all right. So, anyways. Um, be, uh, we found out like compromised by alcohol. I, I, from the frontal lobe damage, I was going to have impulse problems and aggression problems and compromised by alcohol. My, my neurologist, when I finally saw him on January 4th, he's like, you are so lucky you didn't murder this guy. This is like so many people are in prison for murdering people when drinking under these conditions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's like, I just kept missing. Like at that point, that was the last time I, I had a drink. That was, uh, you know, I just celebrated 20 years since the last time I had a drink and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to thank all the prisons I'm not in right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So like, I just kept missing appointments. It's it's really surreal, like how much I you, you take for granted your ability to just remember things. You know, for just sure. common things. Like you know, there's obviously people forget little details about a book they read or something. But just yeah. like, oh yeah, I got to remember to zip up my zipper. You know, just uh, not that that's a problem, but no, you know. know, just like no, everyday no, no. things. And I just kept missing appointments with my like my psychiatrist and, and they were making me go to rehab at this weird time. And I'd miss that. I missed appointments and I was just missing shit. So I ended up like all the time and I ended up going to jail for a month. And it was at that point I wasn't doing anything but working and playing guitar and got really fucking serious about it. And I'd been doing it for a while where my routine was like just beyond over the top. Like, yeah. Cause it had developed and I was able to spend this much time. That's something and, I always thought about you was that it wasn't just like uh like you were just, you weren't some dude that would just sit in his room and like you know play guitar and play the same fucking Led Zeppelin song over again. It was like I always, I, yeah, I always like. thought of you as the person that was like, 
I don't know, like, why does this sound like this? Let me fucking break this down and weird shit, you know what I mean? Like, but it made you, like, the most fucking rag guitar player ever. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, right. Sorry, whatever, I'm not trying to flatter you, go ahead. <laughs> Please don't flatter me. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I leave, I'm crying. I um, and I'm like, I love getting interviewed by them. No, no. <laughs> so anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, like, I went away to jail, and I was just so fucking... Like, you know, the, the, the focus momentum got like just nipped in the dick because of the going to jail. And I, I, in fact, the day I was supposed to go to court, I forgot about going to court. Like the cops came and like picked me up. Like I was sleeping, you know, cause I was working overnights yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just went to jail from that point on. And in fact, I you know, usually you plead like not guilty. I just pleaded guilty because yeah, I was, it. I was so defeated because yeah. I, I just couldn't remember anything. Um, but Long story short, impossible. It's not short anymore. It's been long. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I was like, I was very, I needed an outlet for my, my musical ambitions while I'm sitting there twiddling thumbs. Like I learned how to finally do the second part of like uh, sh- uh, shuffling a deck. You know, everyone can do the first part. Yeah. 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 But no, no one, one can, can do, do the, the yeah. Um, I figured out, I learned how to do that. That's, um, that's a big moment in life. Man. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> my higher power put me in a place. That's it, dude. Where this month is going to be You were there, you were there to, to learn that. Yeah, it changed my life. But uh, I, I drew a fretboard on like a sheet of paper. And I, I, and I thought with Imogen's this puzzle. This can't be fucking real, right? You're yeah, yeah. Right this is wild. I, 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 um, so I, <laughs> I wrote like the first half of that and half of like scissor fuck paper doll while I was in jail. And like what I did was I had the fretboard and the initially the 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 idea with Imogen's puzzle was I was going to try to write something without getting like theory based like just like abstraction but if we're looking at like the ergonomics of it I was going to try to put together something that like was the most efficient use of movement yeah and so that ultimately I could just play it at warp speed and um I as far as Cyopus goes, I never played it at its its peak speed. I was gonna say that, yeah, like that's I, there was always a rumor I heard that was uh, so you played everything half time, right, and well, and then you would jack it up. Uh, um, well, or, like uh, no, um, well, I don't know exactly. I, I we didn't play it that fast because we did. Like here, here's what I'm getting at with that the speed thing. Like I um, when I when I had gone. What was it? I, I had just when I was in jail, I decided to go to school because I'm like music's going nowhere with me, so I might as well do horror movie soundtracks or something. And I I had to audition for. I went to Monroe Community College for it, and they make you audition for a music major. And I'm like so fucking nervous and shit. Yeah. And so I spent the entire night before just working on the two songs, and I broke it down. Like I started from 60 BPM and did the most precision movement. By the time, like you know, I didn't go to bed that night, which is very common on bipolar. But when I went in there, I'd been doing nothing but playing this song so precisely. Like, you have no idea how fucking... I have no idea how fucking fast I was playing it. I believe it, it yeah. So, like, that, the, um, the point of it was, it was fun, the potential was there, blah, 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 blah. But, like, that was, that was kind of, like, the mission. I guess the point of me saying that is, like, that is the mission statement that started that song. And then, as opposed to writing on a guitar pro, look at the fucking route we took to we just, just explain took, the guitar I, I, I was, pro. I was waiting for it to come yeah. full circle. And that's what uh, it did. that is an issue I have. So no, um, whatever. So put your seatbelt on. I don't know where. Well, this is. I uh, <laughs> uh, so another question I had uh, just because you said you went and auditioned for this movie um, thing. I uh, <laughs> I have all these questions. Uh, true or false? That's great for interviews. You do. Yeah. Realize, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you're just uh, talking at me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't mean I'm bombarding you. True or false? Uh, did you actually uh, try out for the Limp Biscuit guitar player contest? Um, I did the guitar contest, and um, uh, the rumor was is that you won and you turned it down. Oh, that was no, that was I would <laughs> no, I, 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 I won and have turned that down. It, it, well, here, that was the I mean, dude, I was I, young, and this is what I heard. No, oh, no, like, the rumors the go around. I, I've seen that too. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I was working in a plastic factory at that time, C shift, and I, I hadn't played guitar in months, and. The, the thing was going on like two days from whatever night that we're presently talking about. Mm. And one of my coworkers goes like, hey, man, he knew I used to play guitar and shit. I used to play guitar. <laughs> and like, he's like, hey, man, you're going to go try out for that Limp Biscuit thing? And I'm like, no, man, I haven't played guitar in a while. And, you know, I'm not really into Limp Biscuit anymore. I liked him when they first started out, but yeah. like, I'm not really into them anymore. And plus, I, I just hate competitions. And he's like, yeah, man, I totally get it, man. Why would you want to leave this? like great job you have here at the plastic yeah, factory yeah, right, yeah. and i'm like oh, all right he's right so i ended up like going I, I signed up and that night before i hadn't played forever and i i just like figured out what things i could work on that weren't so like chop related as far as like i need to develop my muscles like mm -hmm. you know like alternate picking really quick or something like just like things that are like particularly um unorthodox techniques that just need coordination that people might not have thought about so I worked on it all fucking night, all fucking night. And when it, when it came time for the, the contest, one thing I did not have in mind was that I had worked on it so much that I had broken down all of my muscles. So all they were, they were shaky because they had no more juice to them. Because, you know, there was some level of atrophy. I hadn't played in months. Yeah. And we're playing in front of all these people at the Bonton and Marketplace Mall. Yeah, I was, like it, was it was Marketplace Mall. The I, 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 think, I think there's baby. a video of it. Too. Oh, there, there absolutely there's is. There's a video on YouTube, and you know I've watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a oh, little me. It's, yeah, I must have been like 23 or 22, whatever. That's Anyways, so, um, but yeah, so like I'm nervous because I have to play. I'm, 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 which I'm shaking. I'm already shaking because I broke down all my muscles so bad. And for some reason, they just kept bumping me back one. Like, all right, you're up third. All right, you're going to oh, go after this next person. You're going to go after this person, oh, which is just like, and, and at one it's point. It's even worse for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, at one point I clipped, you know, and then I, I got to go up next. So the way that that contest worked, it was like, uh, put your guitar where your mouth is or something was the name of it. And it was like yeah. this. I mean, if it was Limp Bizkit just having some kind of uh, promotional thing to keep them relevant while they weren't doing anything, it's a mm -hmm. brilliant idea. Um, it the thing I missed out on, and, and when I think about my relationship with my guitar at that time, I think it would have been the perfect time for me to do this. Um, just the way I was connected with my instrument and like the weirder shit I was doing. Whoever won got to jam with Limp Bizkit afterwards. The th I, I should have said this first, but Limp Bizkit was only at every other um, competition and they had been in Buffalo the night before. Sure, so they weren't there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I um, actually, I think, I think Paul has the guitar I won <laughs> from that contest. Like it's a golden Ibanez. I guarantee he probably still fucking has yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, I was always playing cool. those like Iron Birds, um, like top heavy fucking Iron Birds because, you know, I, I grew up like worshiping like James Hetfield and Dimebag and they always had their style guitar that they always played yeah, so yeah. I had to like do the Ironbirds but then all of a sudden I, I won that Ibanez I'm like holy shit guitars can play different yeah, yeah like yeah. wow these are pretty smooth you know and then it's been Ibanez ever since then so but yeah so I didn't get to uh, 
I didn't get to. It was Jam really exciting. Biscuit. It was really cool. Yeah. You know, I got like, you know, the recognition, you know, because um, it, it, you know, when you're like fucking blindly following a dream, just yeah. any type of yeah. encouragement is good. But um, yeah, I never heard from them. Unfortunately, <laughs> I never, Fred never <laughs> called me. You know, honestly, though, I like, I mean, it would have been great. I, I just like sometimes I look at some of the, like, I, you know, being a complex individual, I look at some of the great opportunities I had that I just fucked up being a complete asshole, like a just complete asshole. So, you know, I would have been on tour with them and we would have been in like Switzerland. And you would have gotten a fight with Fred Durst yeah, over Durst, whether or not. You- <laughs> yeah, I would just be like, fuck you. You know what, man? Fuck you and yeah. your red hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, like that, again, that bipolar thing is, I mean, uh, I'm just fearless sometimes. Yeah, you just got this sure. impulse and you just, if you want to say something, you know, you, you might try to be a decent person. You just don't realize what you're thinking isn't very decent, you know? And I would have been like, fuck you. Uh, all right. So that's true. He was on the, uh, yeah. He, he did not turn it Didn't down. Turn however. it down. All right. Okay. So, uh, so I have another oh, no. uh, tour fall. Uh, dude, I told you I had a whole fucking list, bro. I've been waiting for this fucking I, podcast for a long time. A I year. I don't believe you, dude. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> right. A, a, a whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I remember, I think... We were outside of Steel Musical, and this is well. I'll also get back to this again because one time, and I texted you this. You saved me from a Siopa show. Uh, I got kicked out, and he got me back in because I was one of Kevin's friends. But I was just a young little shit. But that not that, that's not the story I'm talking about. I have, I heard you had Phil and Somno's f- phone number for a while. Is this true or false? Yeah, um, that's like one of the... <clears throat> Can't confirm. There's like... Stamp. I have it right in here, right now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> like, so it is. Well, I, I, I remember... I remember what up, Phil? No, I remember when I heard it, I was like, yo, like that's like some... Uh, that's like top line shit, dude. Like, yo, no shit. <laughs> no, actually, here's the coolest thing. When I, got, when I got the phone, I'll tell you the story about it, but like when I got the... When I got the phone number, right, I used to go like, dude, I got Phil and Samo's number. And you see that? See those blue arrows next to it? That means he calls me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you um, you get the hookup with Phil through uh, your work with Hank the Third? Um, I'm sure that had something to do with it. What what happened was um, because I know he was tight. He, he he was tight with Hank the Third. Yeah, they did the um, like uh, yeah, like Hank, Hank discovered me through. They were touring with Super Joint Ritual. Yeah, because he played bass and yeah. Hank played bass in yeah. Super Joint. Ritual. He had a Cypress yeah. sticker on his bass with Super Joint Ritual. That's really, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Him. And like w- w- what happened was um, they were it was Super Joint and Devil Driver were coming through town. And one of my buddies, who was a drug dealer, worked at like a <laughs> worked at like a motel, the Marriott or something, right? Sounds about right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. About, yeah. people. Are, there's traffic, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And people. Sounds, sounds about right. People are often looking for shit and have no idea where to go. You'll but, never see him again, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's his name? Excuse me. Des from Devil Driver was looking for drugs. Sorry, keep uh, all putting the, them out. Uh, the carbonation keeps popping up. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It's happening. It is. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Des, whatever, he, um, needed some drugs. So I think he uh, he got my buddy to go to the the show to deliver the drugs, and my buddy happened to have one of our um, 2003 demos, and he gave it to Des while they're on the bus, and Hank was hanging out with him at the time, and uh, they just fucking lost it. They they just were really really into it, and then shortly thereafter. I like maybe like two or three days later, like Hank sent us a text or an email, you know, just 
saying what's up and asked us if we wanted to open for super joint and we did like two shows with them and um what ended up happening is we were actually supposed to um do a full u.s tour with super joint in february but dime got murdered in december Mm -hmm. so you know phil just went on this is like 2004 2005 2002 2003 around there yeah 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 3 probably cuz I don't think our first album had came out yet it was recorded but it hadn't came out yet mm-hmm. um and uh so that's how I got in a relationship with Hank and that's how I ended you know I got in contact with him and then next thing you know I was touring with Hank and everything and but what had happened with Phil was um one day and they're they're like I don't know if we'll approach it but there's like a couple different music projects I want to work on and you just can't work on everything at once and the the project with Phil is something I, I still could work on, and I'm just wondering if like I'm investing in regret or something. But um, I was sitting at home one day, and I got a phone call, and it, from like a cold call, and it was like this woman's voice. She's like, "Is Chris Arp there?" And I'm like, "I'm here." And then she's like, "Hold on a second. And then, hello. Like I can't impersonate, but yeah. Phil's got a really low voice. <laughs> so it's Phil, and he's like, "Hey, man, is this Chris?" I'm like, "Yeah." And, and like, you know, he was just like, you know. I want to start the most extreme band there is. And I keep asking around, like, who's the most extreme motherfucker? And everyone just keeps bringing you up. And I went, <laughs> I, shit, on, I went on YouTube and I checked you out and everything. And, you know, and like he and I talked for like an hour and a half. And I was just like, um, you know, I was keeping my cool and whatever. And, and then I got off the phone with him and just fucking started doing butt fuck flips. And I'm like, I called everyone I fucking know. Yeah. And, and they're all like, I'm like, no, you're, I'm like, I'd always have to preface it. I'm going to tell you something. And I tell you, I'm not fucking lying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, guess what? And, Never and, mind, and I'll Phil, tell you anyways. Yeah, <laughs> Phil called me up and he wants, you know, he wants to do that. And like, Holy it was shit. right after Psyopus kind of like, I was just so burnt out from Psyopus. Like, and part of me, part of me, putting an end to Psyopus as a, a continuous project was I was just so burnt out with so many things and I just didn't listen metal anymore. I didn't like, you know, so much of like the mission statement, I keep saying that term, but so much of the, the prerogative of Psyopus was to just like do be as original and as extreme as possible. And at that point there just wasn't any, you know, after doing three albums worth of it and like looking for it amongst other people in the scene, it's just like there weren't any bands coming out that were, doing anything exciting you know like it to me you know like if there was like there might be another you know hardcore band or metalcore band or death metal band and if you like metal you like the sound you're into it that's cool but like it, you know like bands like daughters or locusts or dillinger you know or you know whatever bands that were like really pushing the envelope or had something unique to to do nothing was coming out anymore so i just like lost interest and plus I was just following, you know, just new frontiers. So my point being this, I just wasn't really into metal. And then, then Phil calls me and like, I wrote like 60 riffs. I put four songs together. He said I could put the band together with anyone I wanted. And, um, you know, we talked, we, we, we talked a few times after that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And, um, and I still probably could. Um, but like he, he, it, it didn't come to fruition with that. And then like at least two, maybe three other times over the years, he tried to hook me up. And like one of the things he wanted, you know, I was thinking about having like another guitarist in the group. And, um, I was like, there, you know, there's only so many guitarists that I, that I really, um, it's not that I don't respect them, but there are certain ones that stood out that I respected in a particular way. And Lane from 
the Tony Danza tap dance, tap dance extravaganza, like the, the original group of them, he was it, it, like, that band is the only band I've ever known who was influenced by Meshuggah, but didn't sound like Meshuggah. Mm. And, um, and like he lived in Louisiana. So I like ended up hooking him up with Phil. Tennessee grinders. What's that? Do you remember that? No, it sounds like a food. No, it sounds delicious. It may have been something that uh, what I what I remember when I was younger was Tony Danza tap dance. Did they have a song called that? No, it was they would wrap their giant pants up and they would roll them up, like so they were like high waters. Okay, and that was supposed to be called the Tennessee Grinder. I don't know. Like, supposed to be. <laughs> well, what, what, dude, what kept it from being called that? Well, right. what? The, the thing is, is I'm saying I'm it out loud. I didn't catch on. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that my brother lied to me a lot when I was younger, just, <laughs> yeah, just to make sure that, like, I was like, just to like, keep you in check, your place. just, just, right. just yeah. to make sure I was an idiot. Uh, so, so, so <laughs> to always that, make him that seem might, like the that better might one. Be, that my might son, be it. My, my brother might get really smart. I better keep. But I, I, I don't know. That's just something we always did, and he said it was because of that. But now. I'm saying it out loud and I feel really childish. <laughs> I Sorry, like Corey. I, the jig I don't is know. up, Corey. Know, the jig is up. We caught you, man. I uh, I honor your vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you remember the time that uh, I... I don't even know why I went to it. Corey did a uh, guitar lesson with you at your house. Oh, cool. And I went... Uh, sure oh, yeah, I think this. I can remember that And uh, Well, I remember specific things. One, you had very long hair. Yeah. And at one point, the wind was like gusting and you went into this full like... Uh, like, Wait, was it outside in the backyard of the house? No <laughs> it shit. was outside in the back. What the and you fuck? like did this whole thing where you stood up and you're like, and ride and gallop and the, the fucking <laughs> wind's blowing through your hair. And I was like, this is the funniest thing I've seen of all time. And then and then your old lady comes out and she's like, hey, do you guys want something to drink? Like orange juice or something like that? I'm and, galloping. And I had, I had, I had just no, gotten no, done I'm telling galloping. Corey how, how like thirsty I was. And I was like, no, thank you. Uh-huh. And Corey's like, dude. <laughs> uh, he's very thirsty. Yes, please. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I remember. That's all I really remember from, from that little uh, session. But I sat there and watched you guys do guitar lesson. I thought it was really fucking funny. Cool. But yeah, we were outside in your porch. So it was bad funny. Wow. That was. I, I, how long ago did Exploding Fingers come out? For those who don't know, it's your guitar tablature book. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, ExplodingFingers.com. It's me. Um, it's my m- music theory. Uh, my guitar technique and music theory website. Because uh, I thought it was about the same time that came out, but two thousand six, two thousand seven. Okay, so then yeah, because it was a while ago. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Did, no, that was two thousand. That was two thousand ten. Oh no shit! Okay, yeah, because so then- it was uh, I. I had always thought about doing it, but I didn't get around to it. And then after Syopus happened, I did uh, Tony Roberts' thirty day personal power course. And it motivates the fuck out of you. Yeah. And then, like two weeks into it, I decided, I'm, no, I'm gonna write that fucking book. Let's fucking do it. And I spent like Wait, Tony Roberts is the dude that's like makes your life turn around. Right? Oh yeah, he's no joke. Tony like, Robbins. I, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. oh he's no. Okay. Yeah. We could. I could. I could solidly sell you on him. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. He's, he's no fucking joke, dude. He he's do tell. He's improved my the quality of my life tenfold. That's cool. But that being said, so I've been just piss- I'd just been pissing on the idea. I just didn't get around to it. But the the course is called Personal Power. You know, it's like there's so many things we can do. Anything. It's just what we're willing to do. You yeah, know, for, and yeah, and enough. we could go off on that. And um, 
I think this is probably not going to be the topic that we'll spend too much more time on. But yeah, like... Uh, no, that- please. I need motivation. Oh, okay. no. If we do okay. that, then I'm going to realize how much of a fucking idiot that I am and things that I could do, but I won't do. Sorry. No. <laughs> well, it's all about understanding how much of an idiot you are first. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I think that's where we sure, start. No, right? yeah, no. Uh, see your brother, man. First blame your brother, Jesus. Stop it. What the fuck? Stop it. No, Corey's the man. <laughs> all right. Um... Okay, so yeah, no, like I, I had finally done the first book, and that first week it came out, I sold twenty three hundred dollars worth of books. No shit. And I just and like the thing is, the band wasn't even doing anything. Yeah, at that it was time. just you. Can you imagine if like uh you know if the band was touring and yeah. I was selling it? Yeah, of you know, course. We're, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I would have. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and um, it's cool because it's um, I've gotten better at doing it. You know, and, yeah. Um, I, I still have like a. a a number of I'm working on a number of theoretical books, and it, it's for me. I remember when um, I went to school, my one professor was like, "What you got to do is all these ideas you have, you got to write them down. You got to keep them journaled. You know, like actually like keep track of some sort of the stuff." And so, in some way, you know, these these the, uh, especially the theory books, uh, they're archived concepts. You know, and uh, you know, I, they're not books that you're gonna find anywhere else you know they're yeah. they're unique to their you know and and that's cool like i i that's i'm um one of my pride and joys is my collection of of eclectic music theory books mm-hmm. i have so like th- that's something i'm really into yeah so that it's um it would make sense that i put value in having that shit yeah but yeah so All who right. knows where well, the fuck oh. we went Wow. I, I do so, remember where you left off. With. Confirmed. He does have Phil Ensemble's yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, no, I, you I, hooked him up with the guy from Tony. Yeah, well, like because we were both gonna do it. And we tried, we tried, um we tried doing it like uh, like uh on like over the you know, over the internet, sending riffs and stuff, and there were two problems. Like one, I part of what made me work before was this unyielding passion. And I was already a little bit jaded. Plus, I wasn't passionate about metal anymore. Right. And um, like it, like I always, I still think I could do it. I mean, I've got tons of riffs. I still like Psyopus. Like we have a drummer in Rochester, and we're kind of putting shit together. But I, I have this other project. I'm like just so into, and we're like Psyopus is only getting together like once a week. You know, which is really hard to catch up on all that material only once a week and then when i think about like working on metal stuff i feel like if i'm working on something metal it should be for fucking phil and samuel because i don't you know it there's going to be regret of some sort because i'm not going to be able to do everything and it like when i'm like you know sitting in a rocking chair you know in a old folks home you know eating dog food because i'm broke because i was a musician my whole life Kevin's, um, Kevin's taking care of you. Yeah, Kevin's taking care of me. <laughs> He's like, it's a light strain of COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you know, like, it's just, you know, and, and Phil's not getting younger. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I should, <laughs> it, it, it's just weird. My one, like, if my 21 year old ass was talking to my 31 year old ass and found out my 31 year old ass is blowing off an opportunity to do this, True. my 21 year old ass would get an assault charge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I had posters of the guy in my bedroom. But, you know, the one thing I, I try to do to be merciful is if I wanted to do it, I would. Yeah. You know? For sure. Like, yeah. And, and I do want to do it. It's like theoretically, but like the, the one thing that, the one reason Psyopus was capable of 
getting whatever level of success it did, especially being so ridiculous, is that I was 120% focused, you yeah. know? I mean, I, that was part of the problem. I just burnt myself fucking out, and I expected everyone to Bro. do so much shit because I was just like, go, 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 go. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember hearing, you know, stories about you at practice with the other members and shit like that, and I expected everyone to be on, I mean... To, to have the kind of technique of Psyopus, it had to be that kind of fucking band. You need to be, I would, just, I would just see 110% on top of your fucking game. Um, which begs the question, uh, why? And I fucking love Adam Frapoli as a mm-hmm. person. Uh, why would he have been the fucking number one candidate? Is it because he's a loose cannon? Oh, because well, everyone else in the band was so fucking, you know. Adam's a story. He, uh... Yeah, man. I love it. He's, he's a wild motherfucker. It's crazy when he when when the band like did the like the big split up, it was like between a big feud between me and Adam and like yeah. now it's it's kind of surreal. I, he's probably the one I'm the most close to. Yeah. Um like, you know, like I said like I I was going through recovery, you know, I I, I was I um like I had relapsed and when Cypress was happening, I'm trying to get sober again. He was the guy I was talking to the most and mm-hmm. the one who related and whenever I'm having issues, it's like it's him I'm talking to and it's kind of surreal because, like, you know, I was whatever my mess is, and Adam had his emotional problems, so it took a while for him to kind of like chill out, you know, like, and and uh, no, I mean, me and him are like butt buddies now. Well, I, I mean, yeah, like, like I mean, but why, uh, why was Adam in the band? Well, well no, no, I, well, I guess, I guess what I'm saying, was, well, I don't know. After Psyopus, I've met Adam, and he's been very, very cool to me and Corey and shit like that, and I've went to his house and watched some fucking UFC fight or whatever. He had a very nice house and uh, shout out Adam, you're the man. Uh, but then there's also one time where he, I saw him on the side of the road, uh, on the side of the street one time he was drunk and he slapped a pizza out of some woman's hand. <laughs> and, 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 and I quote what? said, fuck your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the, the woman walked out of the pizza shop and I'm talking to Adam with Corey about like, what he's doing and she walks out and he just goes, but and she and I was like, uh, uh, I, I'm, I have nothing. I don't know. Like unprovoked. I and and he didn't give a shit. He didn't give a fuck uh, at all. He was just. He's he a was, loose cannon. He, he, that's, that's what I'm Jesus. saying. That's that's what I'm saying is like and, his and wife like, has no idea. That's what like was, we and, talk and about like, all the time. His wife has no. Yo, idea. and I'm like yo. So like uh, another story of uh, Penny Arcade, Psyopus show. Oh, no. He burns a fake crow and, and throws it hissing into the crowd. on the fucking monitor. Yeah, and then so somebody. I, one, I, I, all I remember specifically is one of the security guards or whoever owned the penny at the time comes inside with like a pickaxe or some shit and goes, this is what's left of Psyopus. Because <laughs> I think Adam had been smashing someone's van or something like that outside. I'm not sure if that's true or that not. Night but that night that was a Dude, wild right. fucking night. So um, I got a, Wait, a bunch of friends yeah. that are just like, they love, they absolutely love Psyopus. And my friend, my, my friend Nick is going, dude, they lit a bird on fire. On Everyone thought like, it was a real bird. I think to this day, he still thinks it's a real bird. Everyone thought Ozzy it was a real bird. Is it like the whole, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Ozzy Osbourne kind of lore? Like, like so, it, 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 yeah. so you said that night was legendary. Like, can we break it down a little bit? Like, oh, sure. like I, haven't, what? I haven't visited that night in so long. <laughs> Probably I visit that reason. night all the oh, time. That was, that was fucking, I mean, it had the potential to be one of the best Psyopa shows in Rochester ever. I think that was all awesome. it, okay. the it, it was busting at the seam, and it just fucking turned into one of the worst nights of Psyopa's <laughs> life. Also, that night, Corey and Kevin Carson 
got in one of the most ridiculous fights. Really? In the crowd, yeah. And then uh, it with uh, each other or with other no, people? No, with other people. Okay. And uh, I think so. So I think Corey got kicked out by. It turned out to be one of my good friends. Right. Uh, Jack Schifano, who passed away, but he oh. used to be the pain arcade security guard that threw him out. And bro, like we, like we always got thrown out of sign thrown out of sign up for shows. <laughs> One way or another, it kind of fucking happened. What's the point of going otherwise? I, I, I don't know, man. It was just we were always fucking. Ah! You know, <laughs> just, fucking go. Anyways, that's the energy. Uh, all right, so I, I remember this night very good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah please set get, the scene yeah, for us, please. Scene. All right, so we <laughs> were on tour with um, the network. And at the time it was like, it was like when we were in the, like, it was like during the peak of our existence. Yeah. It was like right when we were doing, our puzzling encounters hadn't happened yet. Lee was in the band, but we were like, um, you know, ideas of reference. All of a sudden we're like this band that's like, you know, touring nationally and, you know, we're doing well. And it was exciting, you know, like, because after a while, even if you're doing really well, that that fucking, like, novelty kind of wears away, right? Especially you, you come home, though. You oh, come yeah. home so, to everyone that's... Yeah, so what had happened, this is, like, one of the first, like, it was a tour. We were just coming back. Everything's peeking out. And the um, we had, it was, like, one of the first times we had, like, a, a, a touring band with us playing at home. You know, we brought bands in, like, Ed Gein and shit. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had Renoff opening for us and they you know they always brought a big crowd so oh and uh a day without rain like it was it yeah. was <laughs> shout out Jim Winsley yeah yeah so like it was like it, like three of the the um the 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 best drawing metal bands at yeah. the time were yep. there so the show at and, at, at Penny Arcade at the Penny was like Arcade. the biggest was, like was at the time venue. yeah yeah and like um I mean it was like yeah, its location blew holes. This is a rush like, sure. for chaos. Like, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, like it, like and like, so when we get there, you know, we're seeing our friends. Everyone's celebrating, and um, I was in serious mode, like you know, ugh, whatever. So Adam, <laughs> Adam was. Ad, you know, like Adam was a liability sometimes. Right? Fuck your pizza. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Adam. He fucking rolls though. Throwing up in a fucking pitcher on, on oh, the front of the stage. Don't let me forget about the story Bro. in uh, Binghamton, New York, about or even there's a Binghamton puke story and a Buffalo puke story. Okay, story. let's get a both. Binghamton right. puke story, Buffalo <laughs> puke story. All right. No, but like uh, oh even one of it wasn't one of the best nights, but now that it's all a joke, like one night he he was partying a little too fucking hard before the show, and we're playing in West Virginia, and you, we're opening for Hank. And usually, like there, everyone was pretty well received. They received us well, or they didn't really care about us because we we're opening for a country band. Yeah, but um, that was the one show like everyone was just like booing for us to get off because they just didn't give a fuck. You know, like just Hank, 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 yeah, Hank, yeah, Hank, yeah, right? Yeah. And fucking, it's on video somewhere. I haven't been able to find it since then, but it was online. Adam fucking like, and it was like there was like eight hundred plus people there. Rowdy West Virginia show, and on video like fucking Adam just went and kicked some fucking dude in the stage, like someone in the face on the stage. He was he was in a he was a fucking he was a liability, he, bro. He, he, he was, was he was high as fuck. Well, but, 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 but that's the other thing though is I always thought of Adam as like the fucking like this the the sketchy unpredictable front runner you know like you're in the back orchestrating the band to do you know the crazy shit on time and he just like eh, you're in for a show well that well see that's the thing like um if we're looking at like the original lineup greg you know his his motto is more chi he wasn't a drummer really before he started the band he was just so like he he, Wasn't he the one that uh 
telekinesis. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's a fucking wizard. Yeah, dude. yeah. But like he, he, um, <laughs> he, he just he was begging me to be the drummer. And I'm like, okay, like he was just so persistent about it. And it was cool because I, you know, I tried out all these people and it just wasn't working. Like Tim Young tried out. And I remember Tim Young just going like, how do you memorize this shit? And <laughs> how, <laughs> do you, how do you, I mean, the guy's fucking sick of drums, but yeah, like, you know, whatever happened. So Greg had this energy about him. Like he wasn't necessarily the most finesseful, finesse drummer. I don't know if I said that right, but I'm oh, sure yeah, everyone yeah. listening knows what I'm saying. Um, but he had the attitude and the energy for this crazy tech grind yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. And then Fred was quiet as a bass Love player, but Fred. he's just a big fucking brute, dude. Love Fred. And um, and then Adam, like Greg and I went to a show at Water Street, or no, at like the Penny Arcade, and he was opening. For, he was singing in his band Gutter Slut, and. <laughs> Great band name. Great band name. Great band name. Oh, wait, Great I, introduction oh. to Adam Frapoli. <laughs> yeah, Shout right. out Adam. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he he was like he his nose would constantly start bleeding during shows because he's just screaming so fucking hard. I remember we opened for Super Joint and like feels like that's not good. Yo, didn't he didn't at one point he used to put a sock over the microphone oh, yeah. because it was always oh, yeah. bleeding? Yeah, it happened all the time. Yeah. Like I think the first time we were in Decibel magazine, it's a picture of him playing in a basement show with blood all over his face. Oh my god. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. yeah and so. he's like he's like a short dude too. It's just like oh yeah. I would never fuck with that dude. See, I always heard the rumor was that he would like punch himself in the face with the microphone and that's why why his nose Mm. always bled i think he got it cauterized or whatever it is where they start up true yeah yeah he uh was he just like popping vessels yeah yeah you push so hard and you got like a vein or something also he was puking bottles in the ice yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so how does this i kind of like the rumor better how does this show go wait okay let me just say this last part about adams but he worked because he we were looking for that um that mid-register hardcore scream. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were never really like a... I mean, except when Brian joined the band, we used some of that elements, but we were never like a death metal band. We were like a hardcore grind band yep. kind of... Or at least he, I think that, he that anger. Perfect you know? for that, yeah. yeah and Unhinged, he was wild. anger. Fucking wild. He had no idea what the fuck he was going to do. I think that was perfect for Psyopus. Brian will get to after that, because that's sure. also in my notes. But uh, yeah, like he, it was just... We were all so fucking berserko. So it was really exciting and really intense, like... Like, I remember, um, uh, there's tons of shit I remember, but all right. So anyways, we're talking about the show, this right? Epic fucking this. show. Yeah. Okay. So Adam, you know, everyone's excited. Everyone's partying. Like this is like one of our like first, like, wow, we're doing really well. Big we're back, back in Rochester. Shows. Yeah. So everyone's just fucking getting smashed. And, um, and by the time it was time to get on stage, like, I don't, I, if I'm correct, like I think, okay. Like, um, I think. Adam had just found out when he got back his grandmother had passed away too. Mm. So I don't know if that drove him to drink more. I don't know. But at one point he started like he started having like a little bit of a breakdown. He he really drank too much, right? Yeah. So it was like right before we're about to get on stage. So already things are fucking They're unstable. They're not ready to go, yeah. And then oh, part man. of part of Adam is like, you know, being a crazy fucking person. And we it it worked out. Like so much of the band so much of what was exciting about the band was what ultimately ended the band, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, by the by, the time he, you know, we, I think it was like, I don't remember if I was irritated or not, but I'm sure assuming I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> like, when he was like, we were finally, it was like, I think we had to like kind of like, you know, 
carry him on a stage, if you will, right? Yeah. Oh, and sure. it really sucked because it was like this is like so, we're headlining. So many people were there. There are so many people. This this show is going to be huge. the yeah. best, yeah. right? Yep. And, and it was the best. It, um, it's so, still talked about. Yeah. Like, well, I don't even know if we made it through a song. No, you did for sure. It was, then it was the second song that yeah, it, it and, all and maybe, maybe that because like uh, like uh, I remember like like he was throwing bottles and I remember like we're playing the music and shit and I'm like not even participating so much in the show. I'm like stage managing while I'm up there, like yeah. like kicking bottles out to the side of the stage so no one gets hurt or I whatever. Like you've done that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then um. At some point, uh, yeah, Adam just took a lighter to a fucking like a, a crow. Wait, 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 was it Halloween? Or why the why was the crow up? There? I don't know, but I will say this, and it'll, it'll take me a minute to recall it. But there are at least a half a dozen times that really, really bad things happen in Cyopus, and a crow, like you know, when you don't let a black cat cross you, yeah, yeah. Black, there are black crows that happen. Like it's <laughs> yeah, like, okay. And I am I'm really upset that I'm remembering this now. I didn't get to prepare it because it's no, it's no, surreal it how many black crows have ruined this band. Um anyway, so like he sets that on fire. That's a fucking issue. He <laughs> threw, right? threw it in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but that didn't stop the show. No, it didn't stop the show. And remind, <laughs> remind me to talk about the Water Street show, too, where they cut us off and, and like the second song, too. Okay. Because that, that happened right after this. And we weren't allowed to play in any fucking venues <laughs> in Rochester. Go fucking figure. Right? And, uh, but we were still doing... Well, okay. That's a whole nother story. All right, all, right, all right. So then... All right. So he throws it into the audience. This is an issue. And then it's like on fire, fire, right? Or is it just yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's he, on he, fire? He, he, yeah, lit the fuck up. Yeah. And they threw it in the middle, and then everything was. I think everyone was just stomping it out. I don't know. I, right? I, I believe that's what happened. Yeah. But then the the coup de gras was um, when he either started pissing on the monitor or he started pissing on the stage, and then the fucking the owners of the venue or something just get up. Show's over. If I believe if I believe correct, I, right. I, I think he Shut turned on and started pissing on the stage right. next to the drum set or something. Yeah, like something that. stupid. Now and then that's where everyone was like. So this is where this is when like, it goes from good to great. All right, now yeah, no, yeah. So <laughs> it's the shrapnel wait, 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 starts wait, wait. It, it gets better. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. This is a shit show. Dude. It gets the best. All right, so let me let me tell you a couple things about like the 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 social circumstances of what was happening all right so the opening band they played it was fucking intense it was awesome ran off it was impossible to have a problem with anyone in that band everyone in that band was just so fucking cool yeah but i was in a band with with nate before there was just this I, i'm gonna just keep it real man for some reason just with like not jane or not uh jim Lindsay, and not um john turner no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Kyle Burley? The singer for A Day Without Rain. Oh, I don't know who he oh, is. fuck, man. I can't. Wow. I hate my mind. Yeah, Anyways, we were cool with him. Uh, but, like, something about um, uh, Nate Renaletta. Like, uh, we're, we're cool. I actually hooked him up with a gig with Hank and stuff. I was in a band called Sex Maze with him. But there was this this weird thing that follows the Renalettas, Like, him and his brother. And it, it it's like... That that interband conflict thing, you know, like like you have foes and like you know enemy bands and shit. For so I can't tell you why this happened, especially because I wasn't fighting with anyone. But wherever Ranaletas go, man, problems happen. It just, <laughs> problems it just, fucking happen. It just is that and, way. <laughs> and yeah, and like you know, and like I think Adam and something happened, and like you know, someone get pissed off, someone went and got bad out of a fucking trunk. Um, 
I remember like fucking uh Yeah, it this, was a bat out of the trunk. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. no, no, it's great. No, um it, it, I can't remember there were like probably like eight little subplots of fucking conflict going on everywhere. This is throughout the entire show. Is no, no. From that play. point on, like at that point on, it didn't. The show didn't clean up well. You <laughs> right. know, there like was it no was quietly leaving. Yeah, I think we made all this money because there was a lot of people, and we didn't make any of the money because, <laughs> like, you know, we had to <laughs> pay, had to pay f- for damages. We had to pay for damages. Yeah, like because one of the monitors and therapists. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the monitors didn't. Um, one of the monitors didn't survive. Well, I, like, like the only thing I remember specifically was this guy coming back in with a bat or whatever over his shoulder and being like, this is what's left. Just like, saying it out loud. Right. Like anybody was like, oh, no. I was like, all right. I, so with him saying that, I was like, so Adam went outside and smashed the fuck out of someone's van or something like that. Th- that was the gist that I got. I, I yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but I just, I think... Like I think the Henrietta crew that rolled with Adam, yeah, and perhaps the crew that rolled with the Renalettas, yeah, they just, I think they just, it was meant to be that, like they, yeah, just, they the were just gonna have some. If fucking, anyone's gonna fight, they like, are. Yeah, West Side Story bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. It was just yeah, and it was destined. Yeah, it was destined. <laughs> and like from that point on, there were like you know there was interpersonal feuds to a degree between. The bands to some degree, you know, but whatever, man. Jeez. I mean, Jim was always fucking cool, and why can't I fucking think of their singer's name? Like, I, it's like if he was listening, he'd be insulted, <laughs> and I'm insulted for him. Um, whatever, but you know, everyone's gotten older and everything's over <laughs> and shit. Time, uh, yeah, yeah, and like for real, like I even actually tried to see if Nate wanted to play drums for the Phil and Samuel thing, yeah. you know, and you know, just because of adult life, things just didn't pan through or whatever. So wow. but, yeah, that's yeah. I've I've always heard about this show and and I've well then let, let me fin- then there there was the Water Street show that happened right after it okay yeah you're and this. and we're and like we were uh, there was a bunch of bands playing and we were headlining again and it was in the 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 we we're in the second song and everyone's going ballistic in the crowd so much so that the owner of the venue got up in stage and fucking stopped the show. Like he's never had a mosh pit at Is a that fucking water show. Street? Yeah. And he caught me like in the middle of fucking the most violent song and he stopped it. And I remember I fucking like threw my guitar, got in his face and started yelling, I'm going to fucking get a shotgun and shoot your entire fucking family. Oh my <laughs> God. Because the adrenaline was You're running. You're just going, dude. Yeah, you know, and, and I like, whoa, for better, for, limitations. <laughs> yeah, you right. can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, for better or for worse though, I just could get. I could be pretty fearless. And again, you know, maybe I should have been a little more fearful. When I was you already stopped the show. You got to let him oh, know. Yeah, it, it was rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then after that, we weren't allowed to, we weren't allowed to play in Rochester. So we played like <laughs> elixir and shit and the shows would be fucking off the, you know, off yeah, the hook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, um, remember the band, um, everything falls together. Remember Buffalo. I, 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 I saw him at uh, I saw him at Elixir, and I believe yeah. it was with you guys, and they opened up for you guys. Yeah, it was Psyopus headlining Arkham, was and it, everything falls together. Was uh, the Wii on there? The two dudes playing guitar at Elixir. 
<laughs> Never mind. Know. That's a whole other. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole well, other one. Uh, yeah, home, home, home pharmacy. I have so many have questions. It. Home pharmacy might have been opening it. Sure. With, with just Paul and Radgrab doing right. that with the light show and shit like yeah. that. And the drum which machine. Is, which is another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, I'm gonna bring you back down memory lane here. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Uh, <clears throat> uh, one of which being you guys played a Hickstock, fucking back in I don't know 2000. 2008? Yes. Seven or eight, something like that. I think it was 2008 because yeah. it was right before we were gearing up to put to record our puzzling. And I think our puzzling happened in like 2000. Yeah. Came out and I remember I felt like the coolest dude in the room because you knew who I was. <laughs> and you actually gave me a free uh, t shirt. And I was like, that's what's up. Like, that's the coolest shit ever. Mm-hmm. I, I got the scissor fuck paper doll hoodie. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. That one's badass. Yeah. It was a really cool Chris, fucking hoodie. Chris Fox from um, the See You Next Tuesday did that. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. He's a sick they, tattoo they had, artist. They had mad fucking cool merch. Yeah. Uh, how did you get on that show? Because I remember that, that that show was like fucking like. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, kinda... middle of nowhere. And it wasn't that big. It was, at a gymnasium? Think, was it at the gymnasium? Yeah. yeah. In yeah. Phelps. And I, th- I thought, I was like, yo, Cyrus was on this. I was like, I thought that was kind of wild. I mean, they had like. Bands that were I, you know, supposed to be big, but I, I, they didn't get big till later. Right. Um. I think. Wow. This is bringing me back memory lane. I think there is this like. I I might not be describing him right, but the essence of who he is is inside me. There's this like big redheaded dude that was kind of awkward a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But everyone talked to him like he sounds he, like he a Phelps band, kind of kid. Yeah. He got it. <laughs> like he, he got involved with stuff. So he was like someone who was always around and. Yeah, man, he fucking, uh, I think he asked us to get on the show or whatever, and we did it, and we we didn't have a vocalist at the time, but we had auditioned um, Matt Dalberth, who I knew from high school. Um, Wait, to sing for Psyopus? Yeah, he sang, he sang the first two songs. The kid's a fucking douchebag. I don't remember that <laughs> at all. Oh, yeah. That pisses me off Can right I take now. a moment uh, to talk about how much of a douchebag Matt Dalberth is? I, 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 I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a public forum of sorts. Yeah, yeah, right. do, do whatever you want to say. You know, I'm like, I'm like, all right, so I'm 43 years old. As you mature, your opinion changes about a lot of things. Your, um, your patience for people changes, you know, your humility mm-hmm. kind of changes, but and and I suppose to like some micro degree, I'm a little more lax on Matt Dalberth, but he's just like, there's no one I've known in the Rochester scene. Who, he's like a special kind of douchebag, mm-hmm. you know, like no one even remotely resembles him. I, I think, I think he has this like in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they talk about having character defects and he has like a particularly unique kind of character defect. And it's really sad. Like he, he was always kind of a fucking douchebag when I knew him in high school. But then, like, everywhere he went, like, he was in this band, 40 Ounce Fell. Everywhere he went, it, he was just always starting fights. Oh, he fights. was in that band? Yeah. Everywhere he went, he was always starting fights. He was always being a fucking prick. And here's the very real truth about it. It's a fucking pity. Because he's actually one of the most creative individuals I know. And he uses all of that force for evil. And I think it's probably because <laughs> he hates himself and he doesn't know how to fucking function in his own head. Oh, my God. But, like, so, like... We, I knew him in high school. I knew him with 40 ounce failure. I wouldn't care if he died. Oh my God. Then we played a show when he was with burning. He was in this band, burn everything. And, uh, Harrison, um, was our singer at the time. Harrison from, um, uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah. Jefferson plane Jefferson plane crash. And that was on my list of things to talk about. And we were, we, when we played the, we played a show at the Penny Arcade and burn everything open. And Dalberth came up to me 
And at this point, we're all older, so you just assume everyone's just cooler now. Yeah. And Dalberth came up to me. He's like, hey, man, if you ever need a vocalist or anything, I'd love to fucking do it. And like at some point afterwards, maybe shortly afterwards, um, Har- you know, Harrison left the band. And we were getting ready to go in the studio. We already had dates set to go in the studio. For which uh, album? Uh, Odd Senses. And he, I asked Dalberth if he wanted to. Loved that cover. Yeah, that is really that's cool. A I cover. in my um in my office I have an entire the the backdrop for the the uh yeah. thing. I got a big picture of it, like huge. Like Sick. you should toss it my way whenever you want it. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead. So anyways, yeah, um he fucking I asked him if he wanted to try out. He's like, sure. And now up until that point, every time someone tried out, they were serious, they worked hard, they're whatever. This is when you guys are doing these high tryouts, because I remember Corey tried for this too. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, yep. And he, uh, Matt comes to the fucking. This is actually that happened afterwards. After okay. Matt, yep. Okay. After Matt fucking was limp, so he he like he comes to the he comes to the band practice where like we only had him learn one song, right? And he shows up and he's just fucking drinking the whole entire time, and he only needed to know one song and he just didn't know it. And we're in the rehearsal it. space. It's just me and Jason the drummer. We're sitting there like. Not bougie, but just like we're serious, you know. We're yeah, like very, like, for we're, sure. We're, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like you're, you're here to try out. Yeah, we're tr- here to try out. We're about to do shit, and he's like trying to go through the songs. He doesn't fucking know it. We can't get through the first like thirty seconds without him fucking up or whatever. So then, now, now the re- now for what it's worth, he is a clever person. It sucks that he has such emotional problems, and that's probably connected. Or behavioral, at least connected with why he he is witty on stage. He can be very quick. He does have energy, and the kind of scream he was doing in Burn Everything is aligned with the kind of screaming we we're doing with Cyopus. Mm-hmm. So you know, I knew the fucking dude. So I'm like, yeah, this this could work out. It wasn't working out of the band practice at, when he was trying out, and then he like we're like, all right, look, dude. I like stopped him. Like, look, dude. Like, um, we, we got let's try this again. So to try to compensate for his inability to sing the songs. We're, we had like the smallest rehearsal space at, at Cosmic because we were never there. It was like 75 bucks. It was like a closet. So, so instead of to compensate for his, in, his inability to know how the song went, he fucking, when the song starts, he starts jumping around, like doing stage presence shit, starts jumping around the rehearsal space. He, I'm like sitting in a chair. He's like in my face screaming, blah, 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 you know, like, and, and then I'm just like, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. I already know you can do this. I need to know if you can actually perform the music, song, right? Yeah. So whatever that happened. And then, and like, he's like all about it. And then all of a sudden he just stops returning calls. Like, and we're getting ready to go into the studio. And I don't know if he just like fucking just, I don't know what his deal is. I'm sure we could project a million things and it's probably worse than what we think. But like, (laughs) next thing I know, he's just like, he's not going to do it. And like, we got two weeks until we're going into the studio. So now that's, that's when we started trying out everyone, you know, we should have just not gone into the studio, Mm -hmm. but, um, and then we met Brian and everything. But, you know, as far as Matt goes, like, again, he, he's such a unique person in that he really is gifted and everyone I know who knows him has a story about how much of a fucking douchebag he is. Still, still, as I'm in my 40s, I hear stories about how much of a douchebag douchebag he is, and I wish he would just figure it out. It's I don't know what his fucking story is, man. Because it is, it's, it really, like, there's, part of him being such a douchebag is absolutely connected to whatever gifts he has, but he's just like, Caught up and whatever. I mean, I heard he doesn't drink anymore, so that's good. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, he does. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't keep up with people. And I wouldn't be like, 
you know, just from my experience with, you know, the world of substance abuse, it, it makes sense that he would assume he had to stop drinking because you, the, the people, they often talk in AA about just like, um, this like spiritual, these character defects. There's just this certain type of weird problem you have as a, as a person when you're an alcoholic, you know, that's beyond the fact that you even started drinking. Is it typically Mm. like one particular trait or is it like, or can it be like multiple? It's definitely multiple. It's like a, but, but it's this thing where it, part of it is like when, when one alcoholic talks to the whole premise of AA is that you get one alcoholic to talk to another alcoholic because they actually understand what the fuck is going on? Because everyone outside of that is like, he's so much cooler when he's sober, and he—I uh, don't know why doesn't he just stop drinking and you know, shit like that. And that's really oversimplifying it. And also, one of the traditions is we're supposed to stay anonymous and not talk about the shit. But I'll—I'll I'll finish up with this. There, yeah, there's, yeah, man, yeah. there's just, and I don't know what I don't know what he does in his spare time. I've never seen him at a meeting or nothing, but. Um, yeah, there's just that we 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 talk about this spiritual malady that like we're just fucking stupid. And when we go to meetings and we're doing all the spiritual conditioning, it's addressing that malady because when we address that, that's how we stay sober. And and there is some I mean, there's tons of other people who are fucking nuts for a million different reasons. And I'm sure everything's interrelated one way or the other, but there is there's definitely something to it that that goes on with the person who has alcoholism. Well, Chris, I also have alcoholism. Uh, Alcoholism? Yeah. Not to be confused with alcoholism. If it wasn't for for this course here in my hand, I don't Mm -hmm. think you'd be here, my friend. Um, (laughs) With that that being said, uh, I have more things to talk about. Okay. Uh, One of which was, and I'm not sure how it happened, but I'm sure it has something to do with my alcoholism. uh, It was Steel Music Hall. I got thrown out at a Psyopa show. And you came out and talked to Randy, who is now the owner of Montage. And I, and I still this I don't know. And, and I, I told you on this phone, and you're like, I don't remember this at all. But I was like, I don't know why you did it. You came outside, and you're like, it's my brother's fucking friend's friend. Or it's my brother's fucking friend's brother. Like, let him fucking go. Let him come back inside. And I had to sit in a corner for the rest of the show which was which was like, it, it was my punishment it was my fucking punishment it was the grace that let but, you in but yeah it was it was you coming out because they threw me out and Corey's like uh, uh, what the fuck am I gonna do because now he's not gonna go inside and enjoy the show with me sitting outside because yeah. I'm being a fucking idiot but you were nice enough to come outside and you talk to him you're like I'll fucking make sure he stays in this little corner. And I, I did. We'll put him in a I corner or something. I, 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 I took, I sat uh, behind the side of his booth in a little corner and I sit there while everyone else enjoyed the show and I enjoyed the show as well. But I always remembered I was like outside and it was like, yo, like I was looking at like you and I was like, he doesn't even know me. Why is he even doing this? And Randy was all pissed off. I like stage dove for whatever fucking reason. I did something stupid. And you had my back, and I was like, I really respect this dude. So I always had a fucking uh, big thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. All right. <laughs> so all right, l- l- let's go beyond that, and let's go about what you were just talking about with Matt Dalworth and all that shit. Um, you had, before the final Psyopus album, you needed a new uh, singer. And we, me and Corey knew Brian Woodruff, who used to sing for As This Body I Exist. Oh, that's so weird, too, because your brother tried out. And then I asked. Yeah, he did. And then right after he tried, I'm like, do you know anyone else? And he told yeah. me Brian. Like, yeah. how fucking odd yeah. is that? Well, that- it, it, was, it, was, it was funny because, like, Corey, like, re, like, he, I don't know. Corey always wanted to be a singer for a band, you know? Sure. Like, that's just what he wanted to do. And, like, Psyopus, we both looked up to, you know what I mean? So it was a, it was a big thing. And uh, he took it seriously and shit like that. 
And um, but also we both knew that Brian was like a like the kid knew how to control his fucking voice. Like that's what he did. And as his body was a much bigger band than what we were at, we, we were amputee beauty pageant with your bro- with your brother. <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that was our fucking band. Right. Uh, but uh, still yeah. a great band great name. name. Great yeah. fucking name. It was great uh, band yeah. Name. Uh, Corey got it from Howard Stern. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's it was so great. Good. Uh, so good. But. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we almost played one of those Canadagua shows. Man, <laughs> would have been off the hook. Y- y- you didn't miss anything at all, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Brian Woodruff, shout out Brian. Um, it was a really cool dude, man. But like at the time, it was like he was an as by as this. And uh, for those who don't know, at the time, Auburn Rochester yeah. beef was big. You oh, know? really? Oh, yeah, it was huge. Penny Arcade days and shit like that. Huge beef. But like Corey became really good friends with Brian. Just because he was a nice person, you know? And then, like, we used to, like, go to their parties and shit like that. He didn't drink, but we just go to their house and fucking party, and they had all these people there and party and shit like that. That's how we knew him, and he was just a really good guy. But we knew that he had fucking talent, and then that's why he was, like, Corey was, like, yeah, like, uh, if I can't do it, he's, like, fucking Brian Woodruff. And sure enough, Brian ended up doing it with you guys. How was it working with him? Did it did it, did it? it end up being, like, what you wanted? I know you guys did all the songs and shit like that, and they were great, but oh, I, yeah. was, was it, like, it was good. looking back? You know, yeah, it, it, like I mean, um, we lucked out, you know, that like because again, we he joined the band two weeks before we were going in the studio, yeah. And like, one of my when we signed to Metal Blade, Greg took care of a lot of like the interface between the label and the contract and the lawyers, you know. And I because I didn't want to do anything but play music, mm-hmm. and that was one of the downfalls because like Fred's kind of like hands off, and Adam's a loose cannon, and anyone else who was in the band was like new to the band, so it was kind of like I had to take care of the business shit. So and that that kind of stressed out. That was kind of another part of the demise. I, I would have assumed that you would have taken taken care of most. Yeah, of but the I didn't name. do it before Greg took care of all that. Okay. You know, I just was fucking. I mean, I I would promote the band like crazy. You know, I would go to shows and sell yeah, yeah, yeah. EPs to raise money for T-shirts. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but the relevance of that is the one component to the contract that was so important to me and that probably wouldn't even matter, but it was the only thing I cared about was like, I don't want to be rushed to go into the studio. You know, these songs, like these songs take as long as they fucking take. Mm -hmm. And, um, the metal blade more or less like, you know, said, Hey, if you put it out by this time, we'll get you on all these fucking tours and shit. And they, it didn't happen. Um, and, and, uh, I love Metal Blade. They're awesome stuff, but whatever. Like that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, um, for sure. They're really great. No, they're, they're super fucking awesome. But I just frustrated about a couple things. So, anyways, the point being this: everything on that album, like I would have, like I was just talking the other day, the Burning Halo. I, I almost, if we were to put that out another, yeah, that was big. Yeah, if we were to put out another Psyopus album, that was the one we did the music video at the Penny Arcade. Yeah, if if um, you goddamn right, it was in that fucking video. <laughs> yeah, you were. Um, but like if. If we went in and put another album out, I'd probably re-record the Burning Halo with completely different drums. Because like at, um Jason worked on stuff, but a lot of the stuff like I wrote, you know, the 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 whole arrangement. When when was John the Brutal in Psyopus? Our puzzling encounters considered the second so one. So did he did he record the drums with you guys at that point, or was he just the fill-in for the no. shows and stuff like that? No, John John was John was a full-on member. Yeah. John was Shout a full-on member. He's yeah, the John man. the Brutal. I, I, I talk to him on Instagram all the time. Yeah, he's he's the fucking he's the hot dick man. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, the, okay, so what I'm getting at is that the, it was just really fucking rushed, man. Like when, 
usually songs would be just so polished and polished and polished and everything. And like we had a deadline and I'm trying to find band members. Everything's just fucking stressing me the fuck out. Way too much. And like usually the lyrics would be written before we went even into the studio and they'd been like combed. What was going on at that point when Brian like was, we were getting ready to sing vocals and shit. I would wake up at three in the morning have like Red Bulls and start writing the lyrics for the song we were doing that day. At, Brian would pick me up at like mm. eight o'clock. I'd still be writing them as he's driving to, to lock, uh, whatever it was. Called. That doesn't feel lock good. Lock, yeah. In what Buffalo? is it? Yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen and then yeah. we would go in and we would fucking do the vocals and then we'd be done. We'd go home. I'd pass out. I'd wake up at three in the morning, start writing the lyrics for the next day. I hated that, man. Like that doesn't sound good. Like it doesn't yeah. sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like fucking cramming for like. So, yeah. But and especially, I mean, it sounds huffy puffy, but it's one hundred percent the truth. Like as an artist who's like put all this time into it and like puts pride into it, and again, like the formula before was like you know incessant attention to detail, and you know, like again, like I, uh, Jason, um, for the Burning Halo, played the drums that I wrote, and. It was kind of like some of the formulaic stuff I would do when I first look at something I don't know what to do or whatever. They make no fucking sense to the song. Mm. They make no fucking sense. And I would, and it's not like, like it. To be clear, it, Jason has no responsibility for that. It's all on me. Yeah. But, but like, I would totally fucking like. I think about if we were to go in the studio again, re-record the song yeah. with completely different drums, you know. But uh, as far as Brian goes, yeah. So like. He was coming in, not even knowing what the fuck's going on. I mean, like, all right, we're going to, we would stand in there and we would literally be learning the song on the spot in the studio. I mean, we did have the entire day to work on one song, you know, so like it wasn't impossible to fucking like communicate, yeah. you know, but he didn't know what the fuck we were doing. You know, yeah. when we went in, I'd be like, all right, you know, this, It that. was a big rush job. I know also that the final album's uh, album art was a huge rush job as well, wasn't it? I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. No, we found some dude who had done a bunch of really cool flyers for us. Like, we, we would usually facilitate my space as a resource as much as possible. Like, mm-hmm. hey, will someone make shirts for us? Will somebody, yeah, yeah, for you know? sure, yeah. And someone was made a couple, like, uh, you know, the like generic flyers that have, like, you know, the blank spot, like, playing yep. date. Yeah. And he did some really great work. And we're like, dude, will you do the album for it? I love the artwork for Odd Senses. Yeah. I love it. Fucking but there's, great, yeah. they, every... The two Metal Blade albums, like they didn't, they didn't spend the money to get like the the um, the 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 version. Like what they usually will do is before they press it, they'll give you a copy of it to make sure everything came out. And there's like Did in the American on the American version, all the um, hyphen or the apostrophes are eyes. It's not like that in the European version. Uh, and like sure. so, there was some format issue with like however they translate it from That's Aaron, awesome. who did the artwork, and then and odd senses. There's like one of the artwork, one picture is put in there, t- like it's a whole page is put in there twice, and they forgot to put like the appropriate picture. I mean, obviously, first world white boy problems, but like you know, it's, it, it's a little shit it, though. It, it, it's your thing. Well, you so kinda... Some guys can be like, "Oh, dude, I got the fucking Psyopus odd senses album that has like the misprint," you know? And yeah, like, go for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like an error of like baseball cards. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm. All right, what else we got here? Yeah, Brian did good though. He did. He was good. I liked it. I'll, I'll, I'll close out with this. So we went. He joins the band two weeks before we go in the studio. Right? Uh-huh. We go through the studio. We're in there for a month. Our first show is two days afterwards. We're about to do a tour with War from a Harlot's Mouth. Maybe fuck the facts. 
whatever. Our first show two days after I the love studio. More from Harlow's Mouth. Yeah, they're great. Well, uh, just like two of their songs. But. Um, they're they're uh the first show is two days after the studio. I always did that, like, oh, we gotta go right on tour because I'm a fucking. I didn't know what I was doing. We're opening at the knit, or we're we're headlining at the Knitting Factory in New York City. So we go to do our first song with um with Brian, and remember, like, he's never done anything he's with done us, right? Shit for, yeah. So we go through, we play Horror Me Liar, and when the song's done, he's like. Like not even looking at the crowd, like standing there, just looking at me. Like you know, I'm like, well, dude, say, dude, thank say you something, something, yeah, yeah dude, like you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. just like he does. Well, <laughs> well, like, like, yo, well, his, his his old band, like their whole thing was his old band was like literally like they would play a two minute introduction with a like a, with a sound clip, and then the band would play for about a minute and a half, and then he would come out. And then mm. start singing, and there was no talking in between. Uh, it would just go right from song to song, right. and then sound clip, song to song, because okay. that was cool at the time. It was like sure. orchestrated, like you know, ah, sound clip, and then fucking ah. very much. So like I, I, so I kill Whitney dead. Yeah, like, very so, 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 yeah. so, so, so now he's in Psyopus, and he's like, oh, oh sh- I, I, oh, yeah. hey, what's going on? What, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and he's just, but he was just like looking at me. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, he's like a. Like a peanuts character. Yeah, or something okay. Like I, I, I mean, it, it's adorable. It's just kind of you know a, certain, <laughs> a little certain level of like naivety or yeah, whatever. That's adorable. Yeah, it's so cute. But yeah, no, Brian. Brian ruled. Brian was good. Brian. Uh, yeah. He. It was cool to have um, the the vocal versatility. You know, yeah, like yeah. you know, he did do all the guttural shit and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. You no, know, it is what it is. Uh, Psyopus reunion, two thousand what. Wait, I don't know what's the question. Like, uh, it was at, it was it, the Cypress reunion that you had. Which, which one? we did a lot of them. Okay, well so, the, okay. there was there was one. The last one you guys had like with Adam. With Adam that played what like a week before you guys actually played and fucking he didn't know half the lyrics and shit like that. Oh shit! And really? then also, I, right, so this was like a while at ago. The bug jar. Yeah, and I had brought my new girlfriend to this show. Uh, may she rest in peace. Oh man! But uh, uh, I brought her to this fucking show, and I was like, yo, like. You're, you're gonna really enjoy this. Like this band's the best ever, and she was not a showgirl at all. all right. And uh, these two chicks, oh the tits! These two chicks yeah. got so involved in Psyopus's fuck. Yeah, they man. start defined involved. They start I have yo, the pictures. I'll, I'll they start right making out like and like pushing themselves over the stage. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> of the bug jar. Yeah, and, and all the guys are like, yeah, yeah, horny and shit. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And the girls start like fucking sucking tits and shit. And I'm looking at this girl that I just brought here, and I'm like, I <laughs> told I, you you'd love I, it. I was like, I <laughs> didn't know this was gonna be sucking. happening. I didn't know. He just it said was, sucking tits and shit. It was, it was brutal. And, was. And, and and meanwhile, fucking Adam doesn't remember a single fucking word of what's going on. And right. I'm like. I know the words. Like, come on, keep it going, buddy. You know? Right, right. <laughs> this uh, is why it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was that. That was a wild fucking. Yeah, show. that was that. Yeah, that was that was crazy. They were like flashing right in front of me. Oh yeah, they, they, it wasn't even a problem for them, man. They, they they were just happy to be there. Yeah, man. Like I I, I bet they didn't even know the fucking band. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like no, really, dude. it like it just seemed like they sure, were. Yeah, they were just out to have a good time that night. Um. So last thing, and I don't know if you know that I, I remember this, but Tulu Kodagaya. Sure. What was that supposed to be? What that is right now. Is it now, still a thing right now? Uh, that's the, the, you know, remember I was saying like there's like 
Um, I could either do some Psyopa stuff. I could work with Phil and Samuel. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of conversation, it's probably gone the way of the dodo, but there was a moment where <laughs> we were talking about, uh, me and Hank were talking about starting a country band with uh, Dave Lombardo from Slayer and asking fucking Les Claypool if he wanted to play bass. Fuck you. <laughs> right? What? Right? What? I, I mean, like, it, it, uh, dude, there was one time, um, we, yes. <laughs> I, I, if we were going to spend some It's much already time, on my Spotify playlist yeah, right I mean, now. You have no idea the fucking crazy stories of like what touring with Hank was all about like yeah. so many crazy things happen um but like we were talking me and him were um working together to do a a band with uh stanton levey the grandson of anton levey who did the satanic bible yes and uh and like we were gonna open for marilyn manson and <laughs> like all this Holy dude it, it was just funny shit dude i would love to tell you these horribly inappropriate stories but that being said, we can do part two two years from now. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we should well, probably try to do jam. it next week. So by two years, so we're by ready. two years from yeah. now, it, it, it'll it'll actually. Be but a yeah, thing. to Luke Kona guys. So what? Um, it's what I'm working on right now. It's like, well, bro, the only reason I asked was I thought you wouldn't even. I, I didn't think that you'd even remember it because you told Corey this. Yeah. Forever ago. Sure. It, it's, and, and Corey was like, yeah, like, I don't know. He just, I kept talking about Toluca. You were wearing like a drug rug and you were like, yeah, Toluca de Gaia. And I was like, yeah. and, and that name stuck with me forever. See, that's great. Cause you know, I was always like, would people remember Toluca? I did. I fucking did, man. Right. It's been years. And I'm like, yo, I, I actually thought that when I said it, you'd be like, holy shit. Right. No, no that's you, my no, fucking you're thing. Like, no, no, I'm still doing that. I'm no. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's like, so when I looked at all the things I could do, I realized, especially to do it, it to my standards, right, I have to put like 110% into it, For sure. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like one of the ethics that has kept true in my mind is how I don't want to be like so many other bands I looked up to who started putting out really shitty albums afterwards. Better burn out than fade away, man. Yeah, man. Or, or yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm so slow. I'm not sure. I didn't mean to be fading away before I. I I didn't mean to be quick with you, man. Sorry, you're good at that shit. (laughs) You should play sports. Um, (laughs) So, where's my brain? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I often say, "Where's my brain?" Hoping that it's going to come together, then say it's going to happen. Well, did did that work or no? No. No. All right. Um, Okay, so I, I looked at you know everything I could do. Like I could do. I could put all my time and effort into Psyopus. I could, and, and like I, I went through it and I just like broke it down and I want to put all my effort into Tulu Konegai. Now, whether it keeps the name Tulu Konegai or not, when it, when it comes about, we'll see. But um, it's this project that like, um, it's crazy. Like my best friends don't even know what it sounds like. And we went into the studio, like it was me um, playing electric. Now I'm playing acoustic, like I'm playing shred guitar on the acoustic. But like at the time, and it, it could always be this arrangement still. And we went in the studio and started recording four songs. But it's, um, we'll say the original lineup was me playing electric guitar and singing, a buddy of uh, someone else playing acoustic guitar, a drummer, a percussionist, and a bass player. And uh, it just, re- I, I had this vision, and it's just using all of these different influences. Um, like it, to describe it, I could just tell you the influences, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, I really look up to Jeff Buckley as a vocalist, uh, um, progressive takes. I mean, I'm listening to like one of the things is I wanted it. 
I wanted to people to be able to dance like so like a lot of Latin rhythms because they're like they have a certain level of um, yeah. mu- musical integrity that like normal stuff wouldn't have. I mean, my favorite music is club music of all the shit. I went to school for jazz and classical guitar. I made a name with myself playing metal. I went out. I, the more success I had was touring, doing country music. That's I study so cool. world music like fucking nuts. But my favorite music's club music. It's just confusing. So. Quite the portfolio you got I'm, there. I'm right. quite confused. Yeah, me three. <laughs> so, like, uh, hey, Chris, if you ever want to just get together and play some, like, my chemical romance ass. I've never music. heard that. No, I don't even know. <laughs> I know. I've seen. He's he's beyond that. Uh, I'm he's just, beyond, I'm just, he's beyond the don't, memes. Don't waste your time. <laughs> okay. Well, the girls <laughs> looked cute wearing the shirts. Yeah. I, yeah. Much. I don't think those were girls. Hey, hey, Chris, guess what? <laughs> hey, guess what, Chris? She was wearing girls' pants. Hey, Chris, guess still what? Don't know. I still look cute wearing those shirts and those pants. Okay? <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, we maybe got something going. All right. Here we go. Okay. But yeah, so like um, that's what I'm working on 100%. What ended up happening was we're working on it and um, I had relapsed after like the 10 years. So like I wasn't 100% focused and what had happened is I met this percussionist and he introduced me to the drummer and the drummer had just came, he went, he did Berkeley for a year and then got um, mono and came home. And then we started working on this project. And then after um, we were working and then I broke up with the girl I was with at the time. And I was just so fucking burnt out from all the, you know, the hard work I'd put in that like, I just said, whatever. And then, so Ike, the drummer goes to fucking Arizona, this 14 years of like engineering school and then gets this like swank gig in LA. Like the first thing he does to call, like one of my heroes is Stevie Wonder. First thing he does to call me, he's like, hey man, I just finished recording Stevie Wonder playing harmonica. I'm like what? Jesus he worked Christ. on like, he worked on parts of the third Lady Gaga album. He worked on all of uh, Adele's second album. Like there's just this long, long, Justin Bieber is apparently the worst vocalist you've ever heard in your entire fucking life. Like he just had to get everything melodyned beyond, obli- I know it's really hard to believe, right? So he's, a, he, he's a huge Bieber fan. I like Bieber a lot. Well, you like what he sounds like after they produce it. Right, that's yeah. That's I've watched live videos and I'm like, ooh. Oh, really? Is yeah. it noticeable? Yeah. No shit. But yeah, so I mean, he's got all this really great shit going on. And like, so that's like, th- that's like a great opportunity that, you know, I, I need to take advantage of. And we're still talking. And like, I'm, I'm right now, especially with this COVID thing, like I am just focusing a hundred, like today, Again, I have this great, I love my music collection. Like today, what I worked on is I did two hours of vocal exercises. I read um, I read a book about emotion and meaning in music, which is really interesting psychological things as far as like- You read the like, whole book today. No, I didn't read the whole oh, book. No, so that book- <laughs> What do you wake up? No, I'm reading a bunch of books. That book is like, uh, some of these like music theory books, you have to read out loud. And if you don't get the sentence, you have to read it again because yeah. you, you'll, you can't get lost. You'll just, yeah. you watch the point of even reading it. I thought I was dyslexic for a long time because I-, I, I The had books were d- challenging? Well, it, I agree. Cause like sometimes you have to just like- like speak it like yep. it, and to really comprehend like in, it in sections like yeah, yeah okay i know what those four words meant together <laughs> yeah 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 and when, um, I, I i totally relate to that and if I'm no one else reader, does i'm not stupid but no it's just it's the but the thing to be fair is like sometimes abstract thought is just like that when you're trying to learn new concepts it's just that way do but, you talk to yourself a lot um maybe yeah probably is anyone ever said oh like i for me because I, I feel like i kind of do the same thing okay it, probably a a little bit more of a milder scale, but like I think it kind of leads to me just like talking out loud, like like speaking my thoughts because like it just makes me comprehend things right. more right. so than just like internally right. processing it. Right. That, that that's an interesting uh, observation, I guess. I've been. 
Well, it's good to get to know yourself. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm wondering if other people are like that too, or like certain kinds. You know, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm above talking to myself. I can't. I don't think, think there's anything wrong with it. No. Like they, I, I've heard that they, like talking to yourself is actually a, a sign of like good mental health in a way. Sure. So, I, mean, I mean, depending, I mean, obviously, like. I've seen a lot of those people on Monroe Ave. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, they're not I talking mean, to themselves. I mean, no, they're like, talking <laughs> to something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, no though? Like, listening. you're just yeah. speaking, you know, people. You know, speaking, you're all oh, you're talking to yourself again. I'm just speaking my thoughts out loud. I don't right. see anything wrong with that. Yeah, Jordan, we heard it the first time. No, whatever, man. I'm just trying to justify it. No, yeah. No, so I, I read this book about. Um, I read that. I read this book about um, uh, the philosophies of emotion and music. Like, I'd love to talk about all this technical shit, but obviously, time and a place. But um, there, I'm reading this book. Uh, these are all books that I'm reading. To, like, you know, I'm like putting myself through college, if you will, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like your house looks like an old, uh, like if you go to like a, you know, a police station. And <laughs> it, was, it, it was before they had like files, files. and it's like oh, <laughs> piles. Of shit yeah. Ever, yeah, it just looks like the the, the lieutenant's desk it, yeah, with right. all the yeah with everything. That's just Chris's house with music theory shit. It's like ah, my fuck, desk what, does what, look what, like what that. What did I leave yeah. off on? <laughs> yeah, like I, I today I was like looking at it like maybe I should put some of these books away. <laughs> but like, anyways, I worked on um, a book studying um, different ornamentations from the Baroque, classical, and, and um, romantic era. I, I worked shit, on uh, purpose and practice. It, like this, um, There's this book that talks about how to um, uh, manage your practicing. Chris, a, a, in, in what point of the day do you focus on yourself? That's all I want to do, like generally do speaking. He is focusing on himself. Yeah. No, I, I don't know, man. He's bettering no. his mind. It's, it's, it's so every, fascinating. Every, that's what I'm saying. Is at no point do you want to be like, I want to sit down and watch a crime documentary. Oh, I watch Law and Order while I'm practicing my technical job. <laughs> Law and Order? SBU? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun. Seriously, man. I'm in love with fucking detective. Uh, what's her name? Um, Olivia Benson. Oh, my God. Briska. Crushing. Get Listen, you got a fellow fuckers. fan sitting, yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting to your right, oh, bro. Once again, another fellow fan of M&M's and fucking bro, in SVU. My dog's name is Benson. I'm just oh, throwing sweet. that out there. That's throwing it out. Respect. Oh, nice. Respect. Yeah, so I watch SUV. Like... um. I, I did some alternate picking. Um, there was some. Oh, I'm reading a book on um, uh, how to perform or how to sing gospel. So you want to sing gospel music? Whoa. Trying to get gospel a lot of, singing for dummies. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> right. Um, let's see here. What else did I read today? Like there. Um, I'm trying to like make sure I did. There, there's like a number of books I'm pulling from at any time, but I, I don't want to lie and say I read something today that I didn't. <laughs> But it's it like kind of a blur. You, you got me beat. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, I'm reading sections of it, right you know. And the thing is, I I highlight everything. Like, it looks like I have a really cool collection of like adult coloring books. For sure. But the yeah. thing is, there's so much of it is technical study that like, you I have to highlight the stuff so I can go back and and reference what I learned because there's no way in hell I'm gonna remember everything I fucking yeah, yeah. even even a portion of it you know like I, I I probably know less about what I read than when I started at this point but um yeah so anyways I'm like focusing on that like I, I've been really big on I'm, I've been studying in so many ways I'm trying to um, capture everything I can as far as um, expression in music, um, uh, provoking emotional responses, whether it's arrangement, whether it's the way you play instruments, like, uh, you know, just different expression with a guitar or like, you know, how do you actually like technically play it? Or, um, there's different, um, I mean, I really want to go off on this shit. No, like, well, well, that, 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 that's the thing as I'm saying is, uh, we'll do that another time. <laughs> 
I, I, we I, might I, have to do I, a subcast I, I, where I it's just say, specifically dedicated to so, just so, like so, so, so do we come now, to our website where you can watch the exploding, I, I was gonna say this is where you plug <laughs> explodingfingers.com. So mm-hmm. now let's do the uh this let's do the expose of where we what we got on the podcast. Uh, oh, we got to do. I want to tell the story about the fucking you got the worst date ever. Yeah, plenty of fish oh, story. Fuck yeah. All right, yeah. I don't know. This is okay. Just... We'll close it up with that. No, yeah, no, 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 no. take take your time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We're not in a rush. Go okay, ahead. so uh, like I don't know why I have to tell this, but it's on the top of my head. Just I love because... it. I fucking so, love it already. All right. Um, dating apps aren't very um, useful for me. It just doesn't seem to work out. Um, People aren't that, feeling that me, I guess. Might, <laughs> this might be the like title of our podcast. So you know. <laughs> Fucking dating apps don't, don't work, work very for well me. me. <laughs> yeah, right. So like it's been my you know, I've you know, they've been around long enough. I've been, you know, I was dating before they started, so I've used them and in the analog days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smoke signal. <laughs> single. Hey, I'm single. ASL, baby. I, Come I on think, now. I think someone in Letchworth wants to talk to me. Yeah. But, um so I uh, uh where's my brain? Um it's been my there's like I was saying, there there's certain types of people you're gonna you're gonna meet on there and I'm like, you know, there's either people I'm not going to be attracted to at all, or there's like people I might be like really attracted to, like, like club girls, but I'm not going to relate to them at all. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, and they're not like, uh, you know, I I have good uh, self-esteem or whatever, but I'm a quirky person. So I don't, it's, I just don't feel like I'm going to find someone that I, again, the people that I have dated for more than 10 minutes from any apps that I have done, Mm -hmm. they ended up being like really cool coworkers of mine. You know, like they weren't really anyone that I was like going to like fall in love with over, you know, after we got to know each other for like four or five months, it was like, you know, you're really cool, but you know, dating was, is just going to mess this up. So yeah, yeah. I I don't don't see it going anywhere else. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So let's just stop the shit. But, um, so I, for the most part, haven't used them, you know, cause it's just like, I, I know better. Right. Well, I was hanging out with some friends in, when I lived in Binghamton, I lived in Binghamton for like six years. And my friend just kept, I I had these friends who were uh, this couple and they just kept going, nah, come on, you never know. You never know. Get on there. Fucking go on this, go on the fucking Plenty of Fish. I'm like, no, it's, I know, no, I'm a quirky dude. I need to intermesh with someone. Yeah, they need to like, yeah. It needs to be organic. It just isn't going to happen. I mean, I just, I'm never going to appropriately break the ice with someone over like fucking, you know, 50 fucking characters. It just isn't going to work. Yeah, they're not going to be able to like get it. They're just going to think I'm fucking weird. Um, (laughs) That dude's creepy. But anyways, so I'm like, fine. And like, I go on to Plenty of Fish and there's this this girl, I stumble on her, her account and she only has like one picture, but she's cute. And I'm looking at her profile and she like says she loves Bernie Sanders and she's into jazz and she's a tattoo artist. And again, her face is cute. So I'm like, wow, man, like these are all things that are like a turn on. She like she's an artist, let alone a tattoo artist. She loves Bernie. She's got a tattoo of Bernie or the Bernie bird on her foot. And she likes jazz. Are you fucking stroking me off wrong? Like this is insane. So. I con- stroking me off. <laughs> right. So I, I contact, I, I, you know, I talked to her and she starts talking to me and, um, and like we end up meeting for the first time or whatever. And, um, 
she <laughs> she ended up like because Binghamton's small. She ended up like asking around about me to find out if I was like cool or whatever. And she found out some people at the restaurant I worked at like they vouched for me. And then we met at a coffee shop. And now, wouldn't you notice conveniently? One of her friends just happened to be at the coffee shop by herself and was going to hang out with us during the, you know, while our date was happening or whatever. Oh, boy. Which to me is like, I, that makes my life easier. One thing I, I, one thing I like have no problem with is I'm like a really good server because I can talk to people. Like, you right. just mean my, I don't have to focus on you. I'll win your friend over and that's mm-hmm. going to be fucking nothing. Go for it. So that happened. And sure enough, halfway through the date, she left. So now I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking at her tats and they really aren't that good. They're kind of like some of the worst tats I've ever seen in my life. And like, not try, I'm going to just, I'm no, going to be critical here, it, it, but it's the dating world and I'm just going to keep it real. So like, I'm like, Oh God, whatever. And, and like, so she ends up, um, we, we end up like leaving, you know, it's a first date, whatever. I don't really know her that well. And after the date, we, we end up going back to her house. So we go back to her house and we walk in and she has artwork on every square inch of her house, all her artwork, and it sucks. It's, it's, all, it's, hers. Hers. it's all It's all. Sucks. It's all hers. Yeah. It's and it's horrible. <laughs> and like I'm instantly like I'm not. I can't. Like, like I this it, call me fucking shallow. No, but like, no, like, no, no. There's no define way. horrible though. Like, could it? Bad. Is there a possibility it could no. just be abstract? I know you're. I know you're looking for something you won't find, I don't bro. Know. No, it was horrible. <laughs> like it was. Like I'm like I'm sitting here thinking to myself like I I could not sustain being not authentic like not being authentic about how much i how, think her art sucks right like did you have to say it be like you know no, no, i gotta no. get something off my chest here. It, uh, that's exactly what i was gonna say like i'd be <laughs> up there like you know like i have to talk and i'm looking at it and i feel okay so i'm like wow you've got it up on the walls you know i'm like <laughs> making very objective observations so i could you know throw the syllables recognizing the artwork not saying whether it's good or bad <laughs> and, and like yeah wow you really did that you know, shit like that. So it's kind of hard. And again, it's everywhere. And she's giving me a tour of the house. I'm like, fuck. All right. So then um, I, I already knew it wasn't going to work, you know, but we're already there. And I'm trying I'm trying to be the better person in my yeah, head. Yeah, but let's course, be let's be. Yeah. I just know it wouldn't work after that. It sounds stupid, but it wouldn't fucking work. And um, then we were like sitting there like uh, watching movies and we're like starting to fool around and stuff. Little Netflix and chill. Exactly. And she just keeps telling me how she's not going to sleep with me that night. And I'm like, you know, I'm not new. I get it. Like, that's a thing that happens. Cool. I, you know, I really, I'm not going to judge you. I'm cool. I can go that way. I expect that to happen. Yeah. But she wouldn't stop bringing it up. So it was starting to become like a real mega turnoff. <laughs> right. Annoying. Yeah. Like, okay, I got it. I got it. You <laughs> are not going enough. to fuck me tonight. <laughs> okay. So then. <laughs> then she starts talking about this boyfriend, like complaining about this boyfriend she had that they've been broken up for over a year. Now, as far as I see it, generally speaking, all <laughs> rules, all rules are meant to be broken. There's always exceptions, but it's kind of tacky if you talk about an ex-boyfriend, especially on the first date. Yeah. But if you're like, um, I dated this guy, he was a dick, but I learned this and we move on with the story. Like yeah. something like that. That's appropriate. That, yeah, you know, I, like you're, I'm getting to know a dimension about something. Yo, sure. you, you learned this, you lived through that. Your attitude was this. Cool. Yeah. But she's telling me, complaining, complaining, about this. complaining and complaining, complaining. And the worst part is she's sitting there telling me all these issues. And I'm thinking to myself, 
bitch, you're wrong. I'm siding with the boyfriend. Like the oh, story she's fucking telling me. He says God. my art sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend <laughs> said the art sucks. <laughs> oh no. He was, he was he was totally responsive to me, not wanting to sleep yeah. with him on the first night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so like, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, yeah, like that's the worst. Cause I'm just sitting there like trying to bottle it in. Like, cause it's obviously making me think me and this chick are not going to be compatible <laughs> yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm like, you're fucking nuts. No, that's bullshit. You know, like, but you don't say that cause it's the first date and I have social skills. So the date didn't go so well. But like she's calling, you know, she called me and I'm like trying to, you know, a lot of times when you look at these, like the dating stuff, you call anyone anymore, dude. It's all text, baby. Or maybe it was, it might've been texting. I was just joking. Yeah, yeah, I was just, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm old fashioned, I guess. Um, so, yeah. so, um, where's my brain? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm thinking a lot of times you'll see like, you know, if it's not working out of the date, maybe you're being too picky. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, even though I really know better, but we'll hang out. And she comes over to my place and we're hanging out and uh, like, <laughs> I'm trying, okay, I don't need to say everything that happened, I guess, but um, <laughs> like, you know, at one point, like, um, I don't need to say that either. All right. So at the, at the, at the end, towards the end of the, the date, like whatever things uh, happened. Yeah. Like we, we did, we, we did sleep with each other. And, um, like afterwards she's like, what was it? She wanted to bring my shirt home with her. Ooh. And I'm like, no. Uh, and she's like, no, I want to bring your shirt. I'm going to bring your shirt home with me. I'm like, no, I want to smell it. I'm like, no. <laughs> what? Like, Wait, well, what? Yeah, yeah, was like, your oh, shirt dude. like, was it like a, what, is it like a special shirt? Like you, you've it, never it, smelled me, have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right. So, anyways, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I smell like cocaine, though. Uh, uh, You'll never want enough. <laughs> I was gonna say, was, was she? Was it like a Bill shirt? And she was like a Bills fan. She really liked <laughs> right. it, or was it just like a Jordan, like, like a Hanes? You, you don't know this. Uh, the girls want to take your shirts. So they can smell you if you have cologne on or whatever your man musk is. It's a whole thing. Everyone knows that. It could be that, and also she would have some of my shit, which could also be an anchor yeah, in my life true. which is where we're going so i'm like no and she just keeps going and like why not I'm like because it's my shirt and i want to wear my clothes you know like mm -hmm. i was wearing it tonight chances are i like the shirt yeah. you know so finally after like you know like trying to like negotiate with a kindergartner you know finally she gives up whether or not you could have her shirt yeah, and yeah whether she can have my shirt or not to bring home and, and I'm also at the same time, I'm thinking like, I'm probably not going to see this girl again because yeah. you know, she was just uh, weird. So um, then uh, like right before the end of the night, she grabs my pillow before she's about to leave. She's like, I'm going to bring your pillow home with me. Oh my and, God. Like, I'm like, no, what? no. She's like, no, it's <laughs> bro. I got to smell you after this. This is done. I got to I got to see what the hype's about. I don't. I, I, I got to. I got to know. <laughs> I want to know does he smell so sexy <laughs> um so yeah so like she's like come on I want to bring the pillow home and I'm like no you know I'm trying to be cool I'm trying to you like you know this is a really awkward thing and I'm using every Give the social tool I have. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then at, well that's at I one point it. at what point is just like it had to happen I'm like look all right now this stuff's starting to get really weird you yeah. know and then she like kind of looks down and whatever and then I'm like um you know, and then I'm listening like, ah, I knew that would work, you know, just trying to lighten it up or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So she leaves. 
And then like a day or two later, I, you know, I, I, I told her like, yeah, I just don't, I, I, oh, by the way, her being into jazz was she liked to, she would search jazz on YouTube and then let whatever play, which yeah. is fine. If that's your thing, cool. But that was def. I'm like, I also this like woman's about to talk about Christmas the differences jazz, between bebop and hard bop <laughs> and John Coltrane's transition to free jazz and what influence Miles Davis had with modal well, jazz. She, she didn't know what the fuck you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, right. Um, she was like, yeah. Anyway, so that was a letdown. So I, I sent her a text. <laughs> I sent her a text like saying, you know, like, I, I just don't think that this is, you know, it, it, we're, we connected the way I thought we would. And then she's like for two days bombing me, texting me, calling me, bombing me, texting me, calling me. And then I come home one day and there's a uh, there's a letter from her in my snail mail. And oh, OK, what's snail mail? Like a uh, uh, paper like, envelope, like actual mail. Oh, like normal mail. Oh yeah. And by the way, her favorite band was Pearl Jam, and I, Eddie Vedder. I love Eddie. Okay, so I hated Pearl Jam through high school because it happened when I was in high school, and I think I associated it with like hating high school, or maybe Pearl Jam just sucks. Well, here's the thing. Fuck over you. over time, I like I never listened to their album ten, and but like every once in a while on the radio when they would come on, as time passed, I'm like, you know what? They might not be that bad of a rock band. Maybe Jeremy uh, maybe, is caught. Maybe it would be worth it listening to him but i never did but now that i'm dating this girl i listened to it and it was like all right it's all right it's the first time i ever listened to 10 and then um uh the one thing that she could kind of draw okay was like like um cross hatching nature scenes like if it was a tree and like a river you know so it's what just lines like some bob ross kind of shit like, no, no no that no <laughs> like, oh. like, no, but here's <laughs> like, the thing anyone anyone could do that right, yeah, you know you just kind of like, make the shape of a tree cool. who cares i can't draw a tree <laughs> right. so like me, so she sends me this fucking letter and she's like professing her love to me and how i'm the one and she's capitalizing all these random words not even the first letter of the word and I'm like everyone's like was there codes and shit yeah, right. I looked into it didn't see anything and like um, you know, she quoted this Alice in Chains song I liked, and she's like, you know, like, just for me, will you listen to this Pearl Jam song? And I'm like, I fucking hate Pearl Jam. You know, yeah. like, I, whatever. And like, she has a little drawings of her trees on there, and I'm like, oh my uh, God, you, you're reminding God, me why man. I don't like it. Oh, this story isn't over, dude. Oh my God. So, all right, so the last chapter. So, um, yeah, I think she texted me once like six months later and I didn't reply For or whatever. Sure. And then I moved back to Rochester and one day I'm at, I'm at my job in Rochester and I get a text message from the place I worked at the Lost Dog Cafe in Binghamton. And it was on my birthday and someone's like, Chris, someone sent you a bouquet of roses here. Oh. I'm like, what? what the what? fuck? Love, dude. It. And, Love it. And then and I'm like, I had no idea. Right. And then later that night or something, all of a sudden I start getting these text messages from her. She's like, I was the one who did it. And I'm like, fuck. Ooh. I'm like, I'm not replying. I'm going to pretend this is like I changed oh, my no. number or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah. And then she just doesn't stop. And she's starting to freak out and go crazy. And uh, to be fair, like I could, you know, I could stand back and I've been in those crazy, needy, codependent. You know, she's probably really looking into this. She really, she's obviously inflated this concept of who I am and how connected she is with me. Yeah, yeah, for enough sure. to do yeah. that. And she was probably expecting good things to happen. And what ended up doing, what she ended up doing is everything she did to Pushing. participate more and more turned yeah. me off even more and more yeah. and more. And then, like, it was like the second day, she's like, please, you know, like she's just flipping out. And then eventually I got this, um, 
message from her friend. And she's like, hey, you don't know who I am. I'm this girl's, I think her name was Tracy. I'm Tracy's friend. Could you just, you know, text her and let her know what's going on? Whatever. It's like feeding a stray cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, <laughs> damn, well, no. damn, so, so I use, I used all of my, all of my, um, communication skills that I've learned. Like I, I, I gave it to her straight and it was, it was kind of like brutal truth, you know, cause listen, I, you your art sucks. It. No, no, I did Pearl jam is <laughs> kind of mids and, uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, I told, I, what I did was I didn't sugarcoat it because it would make it easier for her to give up for yeah. sure. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't blatantly, I knew whatever I was going to say was going to hurt her. Should have slept she, with me on the first night. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> By the way, your boyfriend was right. <laughs> your art does suck. Oh no. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I started off, I was just like, you know, like, I, I the flowers are really nice, I'm, the intentions were really great, but like, you don't, e- you haven't even talked to me in a year, you don't know me from Dick or Jane, you sent something to a job I haven't worked at in six months in a city I haven't worked, lived right. in, in six months, and, um, you know, I'm like, you know, this is all in your head, my friend. And and I and I had to tell her, like, look, if, you know, you got to stop contacting me. And if you do contact me again, then I'm like, I don't even want you to reply to this. If you contact me again, it, I'm going to take it as someone who cannot obey my boundaries. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's a pretty good way to fucking put it, honestly, man. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Did she contact you again? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 like, no, it's no, like, no. I'm like thinking about it again. It was like I. I made sure that I wasn't like you're a bitch or I yeah. hate you or anything, but like yeah. I I kept it fucking real because the worst thing you can do in a situation like that, like hope is your enemy. You know, if if you're getting really needy and right. if you have just even like, well, maybe if I do this or maybe they're misinterpreting me or maybe if I just convinced him this, I did her a service because it's going to suck no matter what. If you're emotionally that attached to the situation, it's going to hurt. It's you better just peek it out so you're done with it sooner than later instead of just like dragging it on and on. Yeah. But yeah, so that fucking happened. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking use that apps. fucking happened. Yeah, that's, well, well yeah. I don't think, uh, on that note, yeah, shit. I don't think any of us are so going to be using between Syopus and plenty of fish. Which one drove you more crazy? Uh, <laughs> j- just to finish out this episode. Yeah. We- <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't separate the You're two. You're going to make it. <laughs> I don't separate. I, th- I think my, I think Psyopus, in essence, is about the dating app phenomena. Violent. Psyopus. Aggressive. Dissident. Psyopus brutal. Psyopus fucks on the first date. There is no end. Yeah, Psyopus fucks on the first date. Not good. And also, also, they they don't call you back (laughs) because your art sucks. Oh, my God. Like, it's so surreal. Like, I remember, like, it gave me anxiety. Like there's having to deal. I am not being just fucking like like, (laughs) silly. I I walked in the house and I'm looking at all the work, like desperately trying to find something. (laughs) Trying to find some kind of like. But think about that. Well, dude, it's art, like right? Like isn't that like the whole thing? Like is like art is supposed to be like interpretive and subjective and like. like, Imagine if I was just like someone who worked in a in a like a factory. Like I don't give a shit what you do with your art, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. But like. You know, art as an artist, a, having an opinion, having an, a critical opinion about art is like a very um, noteworthy component to how I participate with my life. So it just 
she's going to ask me a question at some point yeah. about something. You <laughs> and you're know? just hoping she doesn't. And I can't, th- how, dude, for real, you know, it's like, oh so God. what do you think about that shade of blue I did like, over you know, there? Like, the and you're like, the shade of blue? <laughs> I got, Jesus Christ. Oh my God, if it just had any colors that <laughs> yeah, made fucking sense on there, that'd be great. Oh, that poor well, guy. Well, we are assholes. Oh, man, well, Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming in finally finally yeah man after all of our fucking this uh has been great after all of our uh mishaps i'm so enlightened right now yeah, I, I, i'm feeling motivated I, to be I, honest with you we we need to do another fucking two yeah we're, it's gonna have to I happen have so many more things to ask about uh uh adam <laughs> and uh I, I heard there was magic games him jerking off under some girls uh yeah it's a whole thing so <laughs> adam, uh, adam is a happily married man Oh, good for him. And out of respect for happily married men, we don't publicize Talk about certain stories of All right, so But uh, he's a legend. He is a fucking Do me legend. a favor and we'll cut out that part about me saying he jerked off. <laughs> okay, yeah. but All right. It's already posted, man. It's too late. <laughs> no, that's Shut all he up. did was jerk off. Like, we're streaming, we're live. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, shit. And there's Chris. only one person watching up for Poli. That's it. Thank well, you so much for being on this. Thank you for having uh, me. Let me know uh, what do you want people to know. Yeah, plug. Yeah, yeah plug. what do you got going on? Oh, uh, um, explodingfingers.com. I have my theory PDFs you can purchase on there. Um, I give guitar lessons. That's actually a yep. big thing I plug. Um, right now with the COVID thing, I, I'm. I, if I get enough students, I can support myself just doing lessons and i'm i've been doing lessons online for like 10 years i'm i i i love it i'm um i'm really enjoying it i think i do a great job i don't teach you how to play songs but if you're like a musician who wants to just fucking take learn a bunch of like theory or uh techniques uh, outside of the box stuff i i'm your man and um uh, like if I, I want to finish writing an album and the less I have to show up and punch in to a <laughs> brick and yeah. mortar place, yeah, the more yeah, I, can, yeah. I can focus on that stuff. So, yeah. um, if you find me on Facebook, I don't participate with any other, other social, um, uh, social Send them some snail mail. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. uh, excuse me, but, um, yeah, Chris Arp on Facebook, hit me up that way or Arp. Man, dude at hotmail.com. You're re- still using the art man, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, um, or 585 259 6069. There it is. <laughs> there it is. My address Mike is Jones, too- call him anytime. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, guitar lessons are good. And then otherwise, um, yeah, man, I, that, that's all as far as like, plugging some, myself goes. On some real shit, if anyone doesn't know who Chris Harp is, fucking Google Chris Harp. YouTube, Chris Harp, and I guarantee you, within fucking ten seconds of watching it, you will call this man and get your fucking guitars uh, tuned up. <laughs> I, 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 oh, yeah. I, 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 I guarantee it. I gotta say this. That, that's really funny. It. So, all right. So, in two thousand four, two thousand three, I got endorsed by Ibanez. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. All yeah. right. So, I'm getting like free guitars from Ibanez, and they're sending me parts anywhere. I'm in their catalog and everything. And in 2005, the steel player for um, Hank 3 taught me how to tune my guitar. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. joke. That was it? Yeah, like I hadn't been tuning my guitar right the entire fucking time. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like what was going on was I had 
I would like, I had my trem system on and like, okay, I filled in guitar for uh, the red chord. They were doing this tour with the Casey strain in between the buried and me and their one, their guitarist quit like one week into the tour. And like, I was, you know, I, I was, um, guy put out our first album, the singer from red chord. So he like, Hey, can you, can you come and fill in? So I, I drove there. All right. Like I got, I got, um, Oh, anyways, I ended up fucking like going to fucking on tour with them. And, um, why am I telling you what? I just lost my train of thought. Tuning the guitar. Oh yeah. 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 So I'd like tune my guitar and then I'd get up on stage and I wouldn't be in tune. And like, I was every night I was always preparing. I'm going to have to fucking detune. Like I was preparing it. So when I got on stage, like it wouldn't work out or like I could fix it. It was, and you know, I had locking nuts. So it was a real pain in the fucking ass. Like, right. and like the, the, the Floyd and, Rose, right? Yeah. And then, and like I was, and I was having the same problem when I was on tour with Hank, you know? And, and what ended up happening is a steel guitarist. What I would do is I would have my guitar laying down on a table and then I would tune it while it's laying down. But when you're playing a guitar with a trem system, you have to tune it while you're holding it because when you have it laying down, the weight of the trem system is being pulled down by gravity. So it makes everything a tighter. But when you then pick it up and you're holding it, gravity is not pulling on it because the joints are perpendicular. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. So, so the guitar is sharp when yeah, you're tuning or, or, it down. Right. right? Yeah, if there's yeah. more tension. Yeah. So... Um, but when I was touring with Syopis, like that's something I didn't know. I mean, that's pretty, that's cool. yeah. I, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. And, and there was only one guitar in Syopis. Cause like one Fred's bass was usually a little more muddy. And even if it didn't, there was such a register difference. Man oh, he is the man. He's but a like, fucking man on bass. The register and the texture of the, you know, the tone, the, there's enough difference that no one was going to yeah. notice. Cause I was always in tune with myself at least yeah. right but like no one noticed that like our intonation is like slightly off no one no one would but then when i had to start playing with other guitarists all of a sudden i'm realizing i don't know how to tune my guitar which again i <laughs> i'm in oh, ibanez catalogs i can't even yeah. tune my f- <laughs> fucking guitar fuck i am so unorthodox everyone sees you why as, learn as, your as, guitar it's a fucking guitar god and you're like yeah. Oh shit! I can't. Yeah. I can't tune my guitar. So the website yeah, is explodingfingers.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guitar <laughs> lessons <laughs> and queries. He'll teach you how to tune your guitar, or you can teach me how to tune or, my yeah. guitar. Right. He'll show you complex theories and different modal techniques and in and, and things, and you just got to show him how to tune <laughs> tune right, his guitar. Right, right, right. Uh, Sounds like a deal. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, Chris, thank you again, well, thank man. Thank you very much, Thanks, Chris. Man. We love you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Yes. Let's uh, go, boy. Stay tuned and next week. Uh, we'll be back at you. Sick. Oh, we. Can-